Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast, Hyphen Nation. I'm your dashing, debonair, tired, and uh, daring host, Kellen Conley. And uh, I just want to tell y'all that some wrestling happened last night. Some profesh rest happened last night. And because I am an idiot and I messed up the recording time I had with someone else, I reached out to the only person who I knew would come through for me to talk about the professional wrestling that happened last night. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome the catcher of shows, EG, back to Hyphen Nation, two-time guest club. What is up, you jabronis? <laughs> Pencil neck geeks, all of you. Hi there. You, you sound like Rosenberg <laughs> whenever he's on his pie on cheap heat. Oh, that's not a compliment. <laughs> it's not a compliment. I, Rosenberg is, he's hes turned into such a little douche ball. I mean, he, he kind of always was, but now that he's gotten recognition and all these jobs, and I don't even want to yeah. listen to New One Up because I feel like he's a douche ball. I didn't, you know, this I subscribed to it too, and I was like 10 minutes in, and I was like, ah, I'm going to listen to drunk, uh, Drink Champs. It's not the same anymore, man. Nope. It, it'll never have that flavor of I don't know how early you were on us on uh, Juan Epstein, but I was in like episode one back in the day, so that was like 2008, and uh, I was. I, go ahead. Oh no, I, I was gonna say I came in around when they would like when Ebro was slowly starting to make his way into just the hot 97 uh, universe. Like the whole yeah. Scott and Elliot Wilson thing that happened on there. Mm-hmm. That's what started to get me into listening to Juan F. I was like, oh, is this normal? <laughs> like, is this is what they normally... That in the MOP episode... I, I forgot think, about that. Yeah, when they were talking about how they would just shoot at people off the rooftops, like that was just like their, their hobby. <laughs> Right. I was, I was like, if there, there's gems like that on this thing, and Onyx <laughs> coming right off of Breakfast Club, and like, almost, and like, Fredro's still kind of hot from Charlemagne, so he almost like getting hot. Fredro Stars got problems. Yeah, man. <laughs> Bird got problems. That is 100% true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah. Anyway, we already started talking about a po- another podcast that you should be listening to because you should be uh, listening to this one. We've already broken rules. Oh, there's no rules on Hyphen Nation other than <laughs> you can't praise the New York Yankees on the pod. If you do that, I'm, I'm, I will hang up the phone call. Uh, have yet to do that, and I don't see why I would. Okay, then we're, we're good to go then. If we're good. So, Mr. E.G., Yes, sir, Mr. Conley, hyphen, uh, hyphen Conley. Hyphen Conley. Yeah. So there was two wrestling shows that happened last night. Mm-hmm. One was on USA Network. NXT has been brought up by WWE from the WWE Network to be on Wednesday nights now on USA. Mm-hmm. So USA still has two shows since SmackDown's moving to Fox. But now... On the other side of the pond, ironically enough, on TNT, the former home of Monday Nitro, T of uh, WCW Monday Nitro, mm-hmm. um, there is a new promotion running called All Elite Wrestling. I don't know if you've heard about this. I have actually. I, I and heard very much. They have a they, they their debut broadcast last night was Dynamite. 
and and they both happen simultaneously. So my first question for you is one. Okay, my first two questions for you is one: What do you think of the name Dynamite for their show? And two, were you able to watch AEW Dynamite last night and NXT? Uh, well, to answer the first question regarding the name Dynamite, uh, I don't, I, I don't know if I like it so much, but mm-hmm. I don't hate it. I, it's not like it's going to have to grow on me. It's just like. Whatever, it's 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 a name. Uh, very, it's very. Uh, I'll just straight say it. it's just very W. It's very WCW Nitro, obviously. Nitro oh, yeah. Dynamite. I forgot what the what the, what the other ones were, but they were all very well, Impact, um, Thunder. Yeah. Um, yeah, something happened. Velocity. <laughs> Explosion, heat, and <laughs> heat, and all yeah, that. heat. That's a good one. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of, you know, I kind of like it just for that because it's kind of a nostalgic kind of sounding. Yeah. Name. I, I, so I agree. I don't mind it. Okay. And uh, to answer the second question, I was not able to catch night. Uh, well, I was about to say nitro. Holy shit! Yeah, I definitely wasn't able to catch nitro. Not without the WWE Network for nine ninety nine. See what uh, I did there? Got my plug uh, on. Vince, be proud. Yes. Yeah, just have to say it like 10 more times throughout this episode. Oh, absolutely. We'll fit it in there. Nice. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't able to catch NXT, which I normally do catch. Okay. And religiously have been catching for the past few years. Uh, and that uh, and that was because I was busy watching AEW in person. You mother, are you serious? Yes, I was actually so there. You, you, uh, I okay. was on the second row, right next to their entrance. So right who who paid for your tickets then, Mister EG Catcher Shows? I will keep that very. What kidney did you sell? Uh, well, it was actually my gallbladder. Okay, fair enough. But uh, I, that's I, nuts. I, I lucked out big time when they announced where it was going to be. I that was the first. No, no, I would actually say when Tool announced they were coming to the same place soon. Uh, <laughs> I, I that was those are one of the few things this year that I've got excited for. It was like I can make that. I know where that is. I can go there. How did you not tell me that you were actually at the show when I asked you to be on this show? <laughs> I thought I thought I no I no I tweeted about it. I tweeted about it like crazy. I was like, I'm gonna be there. And uh, I before you at least replied to one with you know how you no. Normally are like you bastard or something like that, or no. maybe it was just a random person. No, I mean it could have been a random person, but no, that wasn't me. I had no idea. I I hate your stinking guts right now. <laughs> I I was screaming about it ever since they announced it because I was like, because that immediately made me on board with them. Like you're gonna have your debut show around my way. Hey. Uh, I hate <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I I 
I was like, there's no way I'm not going to that. Even uh, if, even if a, you know, knock on wood, even if AEW doesn't even last as long as we hope for that, I was just like, I have to be there in the room for that. Uh, I think AEW, especially after last night, is not going to have any worries, at least for a little while. Right. I, I, I absolutely floored. And now that you're freaking there, I'm just going to let you walk us through. Like, you, you caught another show. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I got some of that. But you're kind of breaking up a little bit as you were doing, which just made it even funnier. <laughs> I was I was just yelling at you because you caught the shows. What I, I wanted to do is so so you got tell tell me what happened. You got to the venue. I mean, you got it up and, and everything, okay. and then and then the show starts. And oh my god, I hate you. Go ahead. <laughs> oh man, well this was a I mean. For anyone who listens to my show, Cast the Show, which you can find on any podcast service available to you, especially if you go to hypenpodcastgroup.com, you can find right. all the episodes along with my other show, The Underground Monster. But if you listen to Catch the Show, you might get that uh, the idea of that what makes the show for me isn't just the show, it's the experience. So the full experience of it, you know, it's like, yeah, you, the, the concert, the actual performance might be good, but everything leading up to it and even somewhat after it also uh, is also a journey. big deal. Yeah, it, it, may, it, makes, it, makes, it gives a good reason for why I might want to go to this again or at least just see what this person or this act does next time they're around. Right. You know, I mean, like, you know, not to get too off track, but oh, you're good. One of the weirdest, craziest experiences of a show I've ever had was going to see Kanye West on the St. Pablo tour. Oh, my God. How have you not done that episode yet? <laughs> that is, and as soon as I just said it, I was like, yep, that's going to definitely fill in some time where I don't have anything to talk about. Yeah, very timely. Very oh, timely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, Bam, I'm taking note of that. But yeah, that whole experience is something to talk about, even if, you know, spoiler alert, I didn't like the show too much. But, you know, the experience makes it memorable. So my experience with AEW started the day before the show, just from being downtown and seeing the trucks around the AEW uh, semi trucks around so i that alone got me hyped oh yeah look i don't have much time all right so let me just say something real quick my name is eg and i am the host of two shows that are part of the hyphen podcast group the first show is called catch the show it's a show where I talk about music-related news and pop culture, upcoming tours that you may want to catch shows of, and I tell you about a show that I call because it, it's the number one concert review podcast in the world, and I've reviewed shows from Beyonce to Kendrick Lamar to even the Backstreet Boys. So yeah, that's Catch the Show. The other show is called The Underground Monster. Slightly different kind of show, but still music-related. It's where I cover basically underground independent hip-hop, horrorcore and the juggalo culture 
So, yeah, if you're interested in either one, go to hyphenpodcastgroup.com and or go to your favorite podcast platform and just search for them and hit that subscribe button. Okay, got that? Cool. Now, let's get you back to the show you were originally listening to. So actually going in the next day and uh, seeing the setup, which was, if I had to describe it, it was a bit, I don't want to keep bringing up Nitro, but it definitely had a Monday night Nitro feel, but very reminiscent of kind of um, TNA impact. Yeah, they had their uh, double entrances at one point. Mm-hmm. So it was like that. But it, the coolest thing was just. I've been to this place. In like the last 10 years, seeing almost every WWE event that has come through here. And WWE comes at least. Four, maybe five. And I never get an invite, even one. You're close to Pittsburgh. They come to Pittsburgh a lot, too. I want to see a show with you. Well, okay, side note, I was going to save it to the end, but after this show, I think I'm definitely like 90% thinking about going to their pay-per-view in Baltimore. Hmm, when is that? November 9th, I believe. Uh, I can't do it. I got a football game I'm supposed to go ah. to. <laughs> and I don't, know if I, can do it. I don't know if it's on the weekend, too. I might have to work. So, I mean, I don't know. It's okay. probably most likely on the weekend. But I I, it, I just know I have to go to another AEW event after this. Because the, okay. the vibe itself, which what I was getting to, was just, it, it's, it was so different. Because, you know, for me, and probably a lot of people that were in that building, we've seen at least in that building, so many WWE shows, mm-hmm. whether it's live events, whether it's SmackDown, Raw. I saw Capital Punishment, one of my first pay-per-views there. Was that the one in 2011 when R-Truth faced Cena for the title? R-Truth, R-Truth main event against Cena, yep. That's crazy, because your dad, um, I think your dad told me, he's like, yeah, he's like, yo, you know so-and-so's going to show, I'm not someone calling you so-and-so, he's like, you know he's going to show, and and I was like, oh, for real, that, that's, that's dope, and yeah, and he's like, I'm thinking about watching it, just see R-Truth uh, in the match tonight, and this is pay-per-view days, and I was like, eh, you don't want to do that, he's going to lose anyway. <laughs> it, it was, it wasn't that memorable to me other than the opening video with our truth, which mm-hmm. I can't even, I'm not even going to try to try to remember what he said. I just remember just. Cause that was heel truth. That, that was the beginning yeah. of real Jenny and heel truth. That was like his first, well, not his first true heel run. That was like his heel run that got him over for a little oh, bit yeah. before they, they get went away from that gimmick. It worked for me for sure. When yeah. he just started, going crazy like basically that's what he was he was was just going like he was just crazy crazy our truth basically (laughs) i was all for that so yeah just seeing all those wwe and being used to wwe being the only wrestling related thing to come into that building to be in that building for something else completely not wwe but still wrestling is what made that experience that vibe so unique 
Like, literally every person that was around me was just almost like a kid in a candy store. Like, it, it, it's very rare I've seen that at a lot of the shows I've gone to where people are just like, wow, oh, my goodness, this is crazy. This is, like, literally verbally stating this is awesome. Right. Not, not chanting it, of course, cause, but yet. But actually, like, taking, like, stopping and taking it in and, like, literally having a moment. So that was cool alone. Uh, and the demographic... Like AEW, I think we could say has a completely different, uh, different demographic from WWE because very, uh, very few women and children. Right, because they don't have like their roster is stacked with all these indie wrestlers, you know. And yeah, it's the, it's the wrestlers. It's a wrestling. These guys are the wrestling fans. Wrestlers. Like, mm-hmm. These are. These are characters and athletes in the wrestling business that have made names for themselves with like the true blue wrestling fans that probably have podcasts and blogs and like religiously watch all the products and stuff. Like, like I, like this is what, these are the guys that complain a lot, such as (laughs) the smirks. Yeah. The smirks. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and like, that's the other thing that came to mind. I was like, this is, these guys are probably those guys. And I see a lot of happiness right now, Like I, which is kind of rare to see from a wrestling community. Happy wrestling fans is a rare thing, my friend. <laughs> right. So that, that alone, too. This is everything before oh, you see any... Any wrestling official or, or, you know, anyone from the roster, like, this is just walking in. Mm-hmm. Uh, merch stand, dope as hell. I know you love uh, a good merch stand. I love a good merch stand, especially an affordable one. Like Even better. Yeah, $30, all t-shirts. That, uh, what? $30. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. There's only $5 left in WWE, and it's like $10, $15 left in what you might get in a concert, normally in an arena like this. But, mm-hmm. yeah, $30. Did you cop right something? Now, oh, yeah. Right now, because I wasn't, I wasn't sure if we were going to be doing um, a call or if we were going to do, be doing a video. So I, I, I'm rocking my AEW logo T right now. Oh, nice. Because, yeah. I mean, realistically, realistically I, there isn't anyone yet that I'm like, super over with yeah no i'm just i'm just i'm just a fan of the product right now but but i mean i have to support i have to support and you know i love my wrestling t-shirts as soon as something pops out at me me and you too me me i mean both of us (laughs) there's a you you know what there's a cm punk T-shirt I have. You know, have you seen this one? Are you familiar with pro? You're familiar with pro wrestling tees. I just actually pulled that up so I could check out some of their shirts. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty familiar. Go ahead. I have a long, <laughs> I have a long sleeve uh, CM Punk T-shirt stylized into like the iconic Thor uh, comic book one. Oh, you got seen. the Thor shirt. I, I love that shirt. I've just never pulled yeah. the trigger on it. I think that shirt's dope. I have that, and I, I bought the wrong one one day, and so I ended up buying another one. 
and yeah, I have this extra one that I've been meaning to give to you for like over a year that I can't believe I'm just now thinking about. So yeah, you got the I can ask gifts. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh man. What yeah, what a what a great guest. He comes on and then he's like he's like, here's a shirt and man, I gotta have you on more. We're gonna get you on more to Marcus <laughs> at this point. I got a J. Cole shirt from uh, the uh, KOD tour that I got just because I was like, I love J. Cole and I got to support, support J. Cole. I was like, I have not worn that shirt once. So like, if you want that too, I can give that to you as well. I will definitely take it. Hell yeah. Yeah, I have. Hell so yeah. Much- <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have so many shirts in it and I need to make room. And so I've been selling stuff and giving some stuff away. Like I've been giving away my John Cena shirt and my Roman Reigns shirt to uh shout out to my shout out to Unk six six two forty, aka Jumbo Green. Jumbo Green. His, his son Lil Cam. Killer Cam. What up Cam? What up Cam? So yeah, I've been yeah, I've been trying to make room because I'm definitely after this show I'll definitely be getting probably a Jericho or American Nightmare or a Moxley shirt soon. Probably all three. I've been waiting to pull the trigger on the American Nightmare because Cody, Cody's like, ugh, like I was. You, you've listened to some of of some of this award winning podcast, the world's greatest podcast. I've and, listened to almost all of it, I, I, and I commend you for your dedication, sir. Yes. So, I I was so excited about what Cody had done by like taking his ball and going indie all those years mm-hmm. ago and giving up the Stardust gimmick. I mean, I spent uh, I spent some time talking about him on the pod, like even before the Bullet Club thing happened. I think it was like when he he was fighting um, Jay Lethal for the belt and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, was around that time. And I have just always, I've been such a fan of Cody. I love his dad. Like his dad is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, the Dusty whole Rhodes. Rhodes family. The whole yeah. Rhodes family for me. Yes. Man. And so... Um, yeah, I just have been waiting to pull the trigger on on an American Nightmare because I got I finally got a Bullet Club shirt because I was like I, I just got to get one you know I, I just want a regular mm-hmm. ass Bullet Club shirt finally got one of those and so I was like all right American Nightmare is next I just got I just haven't pulled the trigger yet. Oh yeah, I I got into I hopped on the Bullet Club wagon when um when they were still hot when they were still hot <laughs> when AJ and Gallows and Anderson were there because I just watched. Uh, I didn't know who Carl Anderson was. Mm-hmm. I just watched the Sam Roberts interview because I just ended up watching it. And just their talk about Bullet Club and something like that. I was like, what's the Bullet Club thing? Is it like this really this big deal in wrestling? And I like did some research and watched the videos and stuff. I was like, okay, these guys are cool. Yeah. And then AJ became the face of it. And then they and then I started uh, I started watching New Japan on TV. Found that I had a channel that shows New Japan. And yeah, yeah. So ever since that, so once Cody, I got me a Bullet Club shirt. Uh, once Cody joined, that's when I realized, like, okay, he's 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 on a good path so far. Oh yeah. He pretty much made the you know to be honest, he made the statement that a lot of wrestlers make once they leave the big company, you know, and very few actually go on to do it. Especially, very few end up going to do it to the link Cody has. So, oh, I know. Yeah, it's... He's, he's really made the Rhodes name a even 
bigger deal in the wrestling world than you know maybe it was before just off of dusty he he has really brought um rebuilt the legacy of that name that's a great point right there yeah yeah which no offense to dustin but i mean dustin was gold dust for so many years so it's kind of difficult to be dustin Rhodes. it goes on to go this too, if you think about it. It's like, you know, he's like, he's, he's, he's kind of been holding that family's legacy up too, you know, mm-hmm. a bit. So, you know, now it's just, I kind of look at it as more as just sort of like Cody has now helped him some bit too. And they've now been able to push it past the length it's ever been to where now their kids and their kids' kids will be looked in the business probably as like, wrestling royalty yeah man they, they've really taken that lineage that you always heard you hear about it back in the day where it'll be like oh like the von erics and all this families and fans yeah. of wrestling the like, hearts yeah the hearts that's a great one um there there is a chance to be a, a legacy outside of wwe that's that uh has this wrestling lineage and it, it's really exciting when you think about it like that Yep, the roads now. The roads are are higher up there than they've they probably ever were. Which side note, just 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 random. I don't know. You might cut it out because I don't know if it'll be awkward or whatever. But you know, I just gotta say the thought that there will eventually be a a black kid in the wrestling business with so much attention on them by the name with the that last name Rhodes is 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 something that I've been thinking about lately with somebody oh, wow. on Twitter. You know who who would have thought of that and came with that? That sounds like Marcus right there. Marcus would have totally hit me with that. <laughs> Yo, you know there's going to be a black kid that's a, that's a, a Rhodes to one day, right? And I, I didn't even hit me until just now. Yeah. So, so kudos maybe to you. Was, maybe it was Marcus that I saw that from. I don't know. I saw somebody mention that. I don't know how much yeah, he knows about like, Indy, about outside WWE because he barely knows anything about WWE right now. So I don't know how involved he is. With maybe WWE. it was Bane. Maybe it was Eric. I don't know. Maybe it was Eric. Some, it was somebody wrestling related brought that up. But okay. but I was just like, oh yeah, wow, that's going to be, that's going to be crazy. Like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That so, makes me so happy. That that makes me, yeah, that makes it, that made it even more important for me. You know, not to make it a race thing, but just sort of, that just made, you know, the thought of the Rose legacy going even that far and that mm-hmm. deep and just, you know, taking AEW account. Yeah, it's just cool. The Rhodes dynasty is is a bigger, is a big deal right now than it's, it's ever been. This was part of it. This is a huge part of it. So, speaking of the Rhodes dynasty, mm-hmm. I mean, this, this is like Cody's Baby, you know the he, when he left, he said, "I want to, I, I I believe in myself, and I can take this to a whole nother thing." And he went and found like-minded people with the Bucks and with Kenny Omega, and uh, finding, of course, uh, hooking up with Khan to get get funded. Everything like this mm. is of the first legitimate pro- professional wrestling um, a, a, a federation outside of WWE. Like, I mean. It, we can say that Lucha Underground had a moment for a second, but then when the money troubles mm-hmm. are rolling in and their season, they're like, they start doing season and everything. It kind of tapered off. And then TNA is always out there. Impact is, is always out there. But this feels like it can compete in 
it's amazing what they've been able to do in a short period of time, just from when all when all in happened until last night. And mm-hmm. it, it's been a wonderful ride, and I'm glad that I'm on board, man. Yeah, me me too. And I mean, uh, uh, oh, uh, what was I about to say? I don't know. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn, damn, something prolific. Yes. Uh, hold on. I'm, I got the rope. I'm pulling it in. I'm pulling it in. I'm reeling it in. Uh, what I was actually about to say. I'm reeling it in. I'm reeling it in. Uh, uh, is it coming? Uh, I don't know. It's coming. I'm going back to what you said because there was something you said that sparked my next thing. Oh, damn brain. I, I had said something about the cons and the bucks and and Omega all coming together to form this idea, and it's going to compete with WWE, and it'll be the first time that it feels like there's a legitimate other option outside of WWE for the first time in years. Lucha Anything. Underground, too. Lucha that Underground. Was, yeah, I think I was going to say, well, the thing with Lucha was that I was looking at Lucha the same way, too. I mean, I look at almost any new wrestling show that ends up on TV as somewhat of a competition to WWE, but well, you know, what kind of diminished that for me was when I, you know, real heard and realized that everyone behind Lucha was looking at it as more of a TV show than just a re- another, you know, wrestling uh, federation or, or yeah, global, you know, because <clears throat> so, it definitely had a lot of TV show elements to it, which it was wild, man. But that's what I loved about it, because especially being on Robert Rodriguez's network, it was right. Like, yep, this belongs. <laughs> luchadors and i i have a big soft spot in my heart for for lucha libre wrestling you uh, seem so, like the type to be a softy for lucha libre i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i would say softy but i just i mean they're freaking they're freaking superheroes basically like yeah they're they're actual like you can make comic books and movies and stuff off of these guys and then you actually go back and like the legendary figures were actually in movies and Nobody yep. actually knew what their they looked like or what their real names were. It's like it's crazy, but yeah, that was the thing with Lucha Underground that kind of didn't really kill it for me, but just kind of took it away from me. Really, you know, from the suspense. At, yeah, was that everyone involved was just like, yeah, this is just a TV show, and some people were still doing Ring of Honor and you know even Impact and you know, but that but when. The news broke that Cody and the Bucks, or just the whole elite crew, basically got, uh, I believe it's Tony Khan, right? Yeah, Tony Khan, yeah. Tony Khan and, you know, uh, his his father, you know, Jackson, you know, they own the Jacksonville Jaguars and probably mm-hmm. a bunch of other stuff that all I the money. know of. All the money. Got them in, involved and, yeah, you know, the whole wrestling world was just like, huh, let's see how this goes. Because <laughs> you know it's been a minute since it's gone. You know something has gone that far. I mean, Ring of Honor comes. Did you know Ring of Honor comes on TV? Yeah, they got a TV deal. I I, I don't watch it, but um, I've I've heard for a while that they've had a TV deal. It comes on at least when I watch it. It comes on. I believe is it, it's either ABC or CBS, like an hour or. I think maybe an hour after Saturday Night Live comes on. Like, it comes on at midnight, pretty much. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's how I, I, I watch it when I'm at work, because it's on one of our mini TV screens. Ah, uh, I see. And 
and I work overnight. So that's how I get my little fix on Ring of Honor. But it's like, who's watching it that late? I, I am so happy that you work overnights and you, you still decided to join the world's greatest podcast to be here of course. with me. Could be anywhere in the world like your bed, but you're here with me. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I'm off today, so so I got time. <laughs> I got time today. I, time. I, I know that feeling. So yeah. so let's let's get into dynamite, man. Like you said merch was dope and, and the energy was dope, so Show starts. I saw you. I did see you tweeted Jay and Silent Bob were there, but yeah, that was that was a big surprise. I mean, they showed before the show started. They showed the trailer for the the movie they have coming soon. Jay, Jay and, and Silent, Silent Bob. Bob reboot. Yeah, yeah, they showed the trailer for it, and I was just like, huh, why are they showing that? And then, which was so cool, like because I'm just a big Kevin Smith and Jay Muse fan. Just uh, where I was, uh, I fellow. Mean, fellow fan i didn't realize that was your jam as well oh man i have a i'm i'm i have a specific time of when i'm going to listen to the latest fat man beyond this weekend oh dang yeah you're, like you're a better that. fan than i am see i don't listen to fat man beyond <laughs> oh i love fat man beyond mark bernardin is awesome i i am i've li- watched a little bit of them on youtube so i, I definitely know that they're that they definitely are great at what they do and mm-hmm. Kevin's a great podcaster anyway, so. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was funny because you never realize how big somebody is. Like, and I don't mean physically. I just mean, like, in status. Somebody is until you can actually, like, spot them out in a crowd. Mm-hmm. I've literally, I literally, I'm, my seats were right next to the entrance, but on the second floor. So, like, right in between the regular stands on the floor, the good seats, and the nosebleeds. And I could see Kevin Smith and Jay Muse walking on the floor across the building. I am so jealous of you. I hate your stinking guts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I would, I would feel the same if, if you were saying that. Because <laughs> I, was, I was like, that's Kevin Smith. Just salmon... Like a salmon pink or pink suit jacket and the white uh, baseball cap backwards yep. and Jay Muse with the ponies. I was like, fucking Jay and Silent Bob right down there. <laughs> and I'm in the same building as I am. Like, literally, I could go downstairs and if I want to just plow through whichever old woman is taking tickets <laughs> and be like, I love chasing Amy. Yeah. Oh, dude, we can just throw out the wrestling. Let's just talk about Jason Amy for another hour. Oh, we can talk about Jason Amy. We can talk Mall Rats. We can talk Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. Clerks huh? 2. Oh, man. Clerks 2. He just announced Dogma. Do Clerks 3. Oh, Dogma is my. Clerks. Yeah, I probably like Dogma the most. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I don't want to talk about Kevin Smith too long because I could honestly talk about Kevin Smith forever. He's like one of my heroes. But Mine too. Yeah. He he um wrote this book a few years ago, and it wasn't even a book. He used to have a blog. It was called uh, Silent Bob Speaks or something dot com. I remember and that. Mm-hmm. He he was daily blogging his life, and he took all that and put it into a book. And and I bought it on a whim, like when Walden Books was going out of business, and I got it for a decent price. And I mm-hmm. read that book like once a year, and it's super thick, and it's just him literally diary, like taking a diary of his life and what was going on at that time. I freaking love it so much. It's that good, huh? Yeah, for me it is. Yeah, 
I have to check that out. Yeah, man. Maybe I'll let you. No, you can't borrow mine. I'll get, you get your own book. I'm sorry. I, I, there's Audible. <laughs> I'll check out Audible. Which oh, is it's not the same. I don't even know if there is an audio book of it. Now, now I wonder. There might be. I found that there's an audio book of freaking you got from Wu Tang's mo- uh, book Venom. So I'm gonna check that out eventually. Okay. That's... Well, the book so, I'm yeah. talking about is called My Boring Ass Life. So if you want to check that out. Oh, um, I think I definitely have heard. Uh, yeah, I think there might definitely be a audible. That I'm not sure, but I'm gonna check it out regardless. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was one of the craziest parts of the night, and he was there pretty much the entire show. That's awesome. Yeah, oh, I love that guy. But, me too. So, okay, funny thing to talk about. You you've been to your share of WWE shows, of course. I have. Yes. What is before the show ever happens, what is the thing, what is the most noticeable thing or one of the most noticeable things that happens before a WWE show starts within the crowd? Like as soon as you pretty much walk inside. Uh, chanting? There you go. Okay. What are some of the chants you, you've heard at your few, uh, at the, at the few times you've been to the shows or the many times you've been? A lot, a lot, of, a lot of yes chants. Um, yes. CM Punk, a lot of those. Um, new Day Rocks. Huh? New, you know, New Day Chants as well. Uh, new Day Rocks. And or um, my, one of my favorites is uh, Let's Go Cena, Cena Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so all those. Uh, and of course, the legendary Ric Flair Woos. Yes, for no reason at all. Wow. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, of course... That's what you expect from a WWE show because, you know, WWE has so many characters and, and well-known personalities with their own phrases and, you know, things to chant back and whatnot. Mm-hmm. What made this funny and odd was AEW doesn't really have any of that yet. Right. So You don't have that history, I guess you one would say. Right. I mean, you think you could even think Bullet Club or the Elite? They don't really have anything to that you you, you would yell out. Not like yet. That. Yeah, not yet. So the crowd was pretty much left with nothing but Ric Flair woos for about an hour. <laughs> over and over again, huh? Literally, that's all anybody could do. One person. Tried to do an NXT chant, and he was immediately met with "shut up," uh, and that was about it. And everybody went back to work flaring, work flare woos for about. He, he got beat up out. promptly and escorted out by the young bucks. Probably, most likely, uh, he he didn't last that long with it for sure. But <laughs> it was it was that was the immediately funny thing. I really it took me like about twenty minutes to realize like, oh yeah. There's nothing else they can really chant that would be appropriate. <laughs> we have nothing. <laughs> that, would, that would have been perfect <laughs> if they actually were just yelling. I mean, they did the AEW chant once, like, you know, something awesome happened, which thank God they, there wasn't any this is awesome chance, uh, or at least not that I remember. But right. it, yeah, you know, that's all they you can got really a couple holy shits, in. though, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, but then we did. Then you did get a couple of holy shits, uh, you know. But but yeah, that's that's a funny little thing I realized was that yeah, all you can do is Ric Flair woo because I mean, 
Rick Flair's Rick Flair's just universe. <laughs> yeah, he is. Rick, Rick Rick Flair will never die. Rick Flair will never die. He's not allowed to, at least not not in my book. Yeah, I don't think in anybody's book he should be allowed to die. No, I, I don't think there's anybody out there wants him dead, other than maybe an ex-wife or four. Right. <laughs> I think Satan. <laughs> So, just saying. Just yeah, just saying. Another funny little thing to uh, uh, um, take note of is uh, they were playing nothing but pop music before the show over the house speakers. Really? Yeah, it was really weird. Like, cause they were literally playing like that Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber song and a bunch of stuff off the new Taylor Swift album. And, uh, who's in charge of music? Yeah, I don't know what that was about because then once the show actually started going, they started playing more rock like Alice in Chains. But like before the show, I was just like, why are they playing? And you could see some faces too. It was just like, why is this being played right now? But <laughs> it was a very weird vibe. But I mean, everyone was just really happy to be there. Yeah. Because, you know, it, the vibe was just like, we are all here for a moment, a big moment. Um, a moment in history. A moment in history. So the show actually started with former WWE announcer Justin Roberts coming out and pretty much working the crowd and uh, introducing the color commentators for the uh, for the show, which was mm-hmm. Excalibur, PWG's own Excalibur, uh, Tony Schiavone. Is that that's how you say? It? Is it Schiavone or Schiavone? Schiavone. Shivani, Shivani, yeah. Shivani, Tony Shivani. I like Tony Shivani, Shivani too, but he would like his name pronounced correctly. Yeah, so, so I think it's so it's Shivani, right? Yes. Okay, Shivani, Tony Shivani, and of course, good old Jr. Did they play the Oklahoma music like WWE yeah, does? They actually did. Yeah, they played the Oklahoma music too when he nice. came out, which was dope. So WWE doesn't know that shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, which another thing, Chris Jericho's uh, band, what, Fozzie? Yes, Fozzie. Judas is his theme. Oh. Judas is his theme. That's so, the only Fozzie song I've ever liked in my life. <laughs> I think it might be the only one, too. Or the only one I know. Okay. See, I figure you probably are, like, deep on their discography or something, knowing you. No, because I, sh- I should four probably... Fozzie shows. <laughs> no. <laughs> Liar. I've been to zero Fozzie shows. You're a liar. <laughs> Dude, I've not been to one Fozzie show. Tell me the truth. <laughs> You've been going to Fozzie shows for years. Hell no. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so just so here, here was one of the things that was kind of awkward for people that were there uh, was that, of course, this being the first show, their first like live show, you know, going live on air, you know, one of the things they'll definitely have to work out is how to make the show for the people in the in the room not too awkward, because I guess, I, I'm pretty sure due to me being so used to how Raw and SmackDown is done, mm-hmm. and how they've changed it over the years when they've come here, um, it, it, you know, it's a lot smoother, of course. Oh, yeah. Where they do things. A lot more but, And plus, they have a lot more to promote, too. So, you know, they got action figures. They got the WWE Network. They got other sh- brands. Commercials. They got 
New Day Skittles commercials. Right. So they can show all that stuff on the screen while they're doing a commercial break and there's nothing going on in the ring. Whereas with AEW, you know, you know there's a commercial going on because nothing is happening. <laughs> it just kind of stops. You know, if there's people in the ring, they're waiting for the go to even start the match or, mm -hmm. you know, when they'll be back on the air. So, you know, I guess they could try this. There's something they need to work on is how to pretty much uh, make the show a lot smoother for the audience, the live audience. Because, I mean, you know, if you common sense would tell you what when during these awkward moments that, OK, they're in a commercial or they're waiting to come back on air so we can get the rest of the program flowing. So that was the one thing. There was a there was a lot of moments where it was just kind of, you know, things are being drawn out a little yeah. longer than you expected. Yeah, because it was just like, you know, Justin Roberts is talking and the music's still going and it's just like he you could see him trying to figure out like what am I supposed to do next. So was Justin Roberts on the announce team with JR and Shivani? Uh, no, or was it was Excalibur, the mask wrestler. Okay. Cause yeah. I thought they did a great job. And all, all three of them, like they didn't give you too much JR because we all know JR is getting older and mm -hmm. JR don't like to study and all this stuff. Giovanni was in the same form that he always has been. Like it brought me right back to Nitro. And then That's what I wanted to ask and, actually was what you yeah. the commentary because of course we couldn't hear it. We just I know that's the thing that kills me about live wrestling events is like I, I wish you could hear the commentary a little bit. I mean, if you're sitting right next to them, sure you can, but it's not the same mm -hmm. as when you're having a TV. So right. no, it came off really good because Shivani and Jr. like co covered most of the action and they were actually calling the match and reacting to what was happening in the ring. Something that doesn't mm -hmm. happen a whole lot. And I'm waiting to see what happens mm -hmm. on SmackDown, of course, because we're going to see if that changes going forward on Fox. But they were reacting to what was happening in the ring. JR had some solid calls. Shivani got his spots in. But Excalibur, is, it was the cool thing about this is like with most three-man boosts, it's always like the odd man out kind of. Like right. Excalibur was holding his own with Shivani and JR, man. It was a, it was a really good job of commentary team. I was, you know, I've, I've only... Uh, I've only experienced the commentating side of it from the few, uh, I think it was all in and all out pay-per-views I've seen. And yeah, Excalibur has been the the guy that I'm just like, oh, I'm surprising because he was just kind of a PWG. I mean, he's probably considered a PWG, a wrestler in pro wrestling gorilla, but I mean, wrestler, I mean, a legend to his own regard in pro wrestling gorilla. But, you know, I wasn't sure, you know, how he would be uh, taken doing commentary for, for AEW, but yeah. he's actually pretty good. But you say he was pretty good with even Shivani and, um, and, and JR too. Yeah. He, he was, he was really solid. I enjoyed the hell out of that announced team last night. Wow. Okay. So that's a plus for them. I can't wait to actually hear it, like watch it at home then to see how that was. So, so that there was the dead time in between breaks and stuff, but but let's get into some of the action, man. Like, um, mm -hmm. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of matches, but which what do you want to start with first? Well, I, I'll actually start with what was going on for us, because yeah, the actual the, the show that you probably watched had very few matches, but the show we watched had like five extra matches. I heard about that. <laughs> yeah. So the first match was 
uh, Darby Allen versus, I think it's Sima, or it might be pronounced Chima, but it's C-I-M-A. Uh, and he, I found that he's the head of that Oriental Wrestling Federation. Yeah. So, and I mean, he's good. He's good. On Darby Allen, I, I've, he's been one of the hot names with AEW since they, you know, since they've uh, been been really going on. And I actually haven't seen any of his matches. I've just been hearing a lot of like talk about him and how, and he's. He definitely has like a Raven kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. I mean, his 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 thing is definitely punk rock because I mean his name alone is um, was it is it Darby? Can't forget the name of the lead singer of the Germs, Darby. Darby something. Then you know Gigi Allen. Yeah, I, yeah. I think, I think that's where his name comes from. That could just me be just pure speculation, but Darby Allen. He, half of his face is painted. Uh, he's 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 definitely got, yeah, he's definitely got like a Raven CM Punk kind of feel to him, but he's definitely his own thing. That's just me trying to give you an idea comparison-wise. Okay. But their match was really good, a really good start-off match. Um, Darby Allen won. Uh, I mean, he's a high-flying dude. He has this move he does where he, like, he doesn't do a moonsault. He just sort of does like a, a frog splash backwards. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm sure it so, looks phenomenal in person, though. It, it's it's not really. It's just sort of like a weird like vision because he just he jumps off the top rope. Okay. Backwards. He looks like he's gonna do a moonsault, but he just jumps backwards. You know, he just splashes on his opponent. You know, with his back towards him, pretty much. It's okay. It's an odd finisher, uh, but it's. You know, it was a good match. That's really all I can say. It was a good start match. Um, and I think that was just the first match before they went on air. Okay. Um, the actual first match of the show, well, first off, Pyro. That was the first thing that went off. The Pyro was dope, which um, props to them for not having concussion bombs. Oh, they're the worst, man. They scared the crap out of me. They scared the crap out of everyone. And I've, I, I've worked more shows with WWE, or seen more shows with WWE, too, where they've had the concussion bombs. Right. More than anything, where they were just, where literally like everybody just had them, just because just I guess they had some to give off. Like, <laughs> yeah, extra laying them. around. Yeah, like Ryback had him for no reason. Sheamus had him for no reason at one point. I mean, just just to to the point where it's just like, I can't sit down comfortably because I know you guys are just... They killed us at the Royal Rumble with with all that stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, And I remember one night, not to get too off track, I remember one night I was like, well, at least I know Kane's not here. And then... <laughs> yeah. Last end of the very end of the show. Yeah. Oh. I fell down the steps. Hi, Kane. On my way out. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Kane. But uh, yeah, no concussion bombs. They, they, you know, some of the pyros are a little, little startling, depending on who you are. But oh yeah, nothing, like it's firecracker stuff, basically. No, nothing that that can be handled. No, nothing that might. Legitimately, 
disturbed. So. I, I thought the whole stage and everything looked awesome, personally. Oh man, I had and like I said, I had a great seat for it. Like it looked so cool, just being on the side of it. Like just just the way they had it set up. It's it's a little small, but it's still big. If that makes yeah. any sense. No, I I get that feel. I definitely got that feel. Yeah, because you know Raw and SmackDown and stuff that's like really over the top. Theirs was just like this work. This works really good. Mm-hmm. Like this is right in the middle. So yeah, the first match was Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara, which I thought was really interesting that Cody would be the one to kick off the show and not really main event. But you know that that's cool, I guess. That's that's another thing, man. Like he's he's not making is he's not <clears throat> throwing himself in there to be like the number one guy. That's not what he wants. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's pretty cool so far that he's he's kind of playing the backseat. I mean, he has a title shot here soon, I think, against Chris Jericho. Right. But, but I mean, even then, I, I really don't feel like he's making it all about him, um, which mm-hmm. is good because he wants to focus on the other talents that's, that they have. Right. They have a lot of talent that, you know, wasn't even at this show that I've, I've found out, you know, that, you know, they'll probably give the spotlight on the next show. I mean, there was talent that, you know, performed that wasn't on the show that you probably saw or that everyone saw at home. So they have a lot of talent. So I, I respect that. I am, you know, being the first to go on and given Sammy Guevara, who is like a, a, a really new guy, really fresh new guy mm-hmm. in the scene. So. I didn't. Uh, I had to leave halfway towards the end of this match, so I didn't get to see the full thing. So, okay. uh, did you catch the first? Did you catch this match? In the whole I I went back and caught some and caught highlights via Twitter, and it it was solid. You know, it wasn't anything too crazy. I'm not familiar with Sammy Guevara Guerrero mm-hmm. at all, but um, I mean, Cody Cody did what he could do, man. And then they had a nice little moment at the end where he kind of put over Guevara for giving him the run for his money, so to speak. But, I mean, there was no question that Cody wasn't going to win that match. So um, I I thought it was a perfectly good way to start out the show. And a solid wrestler, a vet with somebody that the TV audience doesn't really know, that's never a bad thing. Right. Sammy, I I know he's like a newer guy that, you know, so he's definitely like probably like a, I guess they would say it's like a, a guy on the come up. You know, he's definitely one to look for. Uh, I know he's pretty young. I don't know mm-hmm. how young, but um, I definitely remember seeing him on. He was on Lucha Underground's last season. Oh, uh, okay. I See, I caught name. the very end of that, but I never caught the actual. I I, I don't think I remember seeing Sammy on there. Um, yeah, but I haven't watched him on there that much. Oh, wow. Okay, then I didn't miss anything. Sammy looks like he is twenty six years of age. He looks younger to me, but it could be true. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, he does. He definitely does look younger. So I, I see your point there. So, so you came back eventually. I came back. I was gone for probably too long. Because when, <laughs> when I was listening to other people's recaps, I was like, oh yeah, I definitely didn't see that. Like apparently, uh, there were you know Jack uh, Jack Evans, who is one of my favorite indie wrestlers, Jack Evans and and Helico. Uh, they're a tag team called the Hybrid Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, they did some interaction with Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes in between that time. And oh, nice! There was an MJF match that I'm definitely not happy that I missed. Uh, MJF is an interesting spot right now because you either love him or hate him. I think the collective 
thing is, is, is he's pretty much one of their, probably their top guys, which is why I'm really upset I missed his match because I definitely wanted to just at least get the vibe of mm-hmm. him coming out. Yep. Just to see, like, if, if he's one of their stars because they definitely, like, Cody and them definitely see him as a star. Like, he does a lot of press and promo uh, and in of hardcore in character, too for AEW. So I, I, I look at that as like they're looking at him as like one of their top guys. Or if you know, if not so yeah, I think I figured they're looking at him as one of their top stars. So I was pretty pretty upset I didn't get to really see um his match or really get to see him in person. He he had match. I didn't really get that was the only time I guess he was out that whole night. Right. So that sucked. I missed that. But um when I did come back, SoCal, I think they're called SoCal Unlimited. It's Oh, yeah, SCU, yeah. Yes, SCU. So, yeah, when I came back, they were talking to freaking Lucha Bros. They're having, like, a little promo on the, the entrance ramp. Yeah, which is yeah, super so. cool because you don't, I mean, that's, again, another Nitro callback of everybody being on the stage and doing interviews, like, in front of the crowd and then not being mm-hmm. overproduced. Yeah, that was, that was I loved that. Loved it, loved it, loved it. That was cool. And then uh, another thing I noticed, too, was, like, there wasn't much backstage stuff. I don't, unless they didn't show it on TV. Um, I mean, show it there was some stuff, but it was mostly, like, uh, the elite. It was, like, the Bucks and Kenny, and then they showed, like, Jericho and Santana and Ortiz getting ready and stuff like that. Yeah, but, that's um, what we saw too. So I guess okay. that's about it. Like there wasn't yeah. any backstage segments or anything like that. I guess they put everybody out front, man. They wanted it all on on Front Street, and I appreciate mm. that. Yeah, I, I like that too. I just hopefully they do have some of that stuff because I feel like that's kind of what wrestling is now. You know, the storylines are going on backstage and yes. what leads to the ring. So hopefully they they are they will have more of that. Because I, I mean, I, I guess maybe we're conditioned to think that's that's just essential to wrestling, at least television wise. But yeah. But yeah, that was that little moment between SCU and, and Lucha Bros was just cool for me in pe- period just because I love I'm Pentagon. A, Can I just say that? Oh, I love Pentagon. Pentagon and Phoenix. I they were Phoenix is dope too. Let me not take anything away from him. But Pentagon Junior, I've been a fan since since Lucha. That's the first yeah. time I saw him. There's a reason I was even wa- still watching Lucha Underground for a while because they yeah. were like the guys. They Them were and like Mil Mortez and Mil Morte or whatever. Uh, I'm, like, I'm curious to see what happens with some of their roster, man. Because they, um, I mean, obviously, uh, Swagger, uh, whatever J- Jake Jake Hager showed Jake up Hager, at, yeah. yeah, Jake Hager showed up at the end of AEW, and mm-hmm. I'm I am a fan of him. I don't know why something just. Maybe it was when he was. It wasn't the We the People gimmick, obviously, but when he was running around with um, what's his face? Was it DiBiase? Not DiBiase. Um, one one of the. Oh, I can see his stupid face. Like in WWE, he's like he's the son of a wrestler, and now he's in that tag team, the B team with Bo. Oh, um, it's right there. Um, you talk about. Uh, Mr. Perfect's kid. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, oh yeah. Uh, God, why is his? I don't know. Because um, uh, I know his previous name, like McGillicuddy. What uh, is it? It's what is dang his name it. now. 
I don't know. I got to do internet. I got to do podcast one on one. Hold on. Curtis Axel. Curtis Thank Axel. you, Curtis Axel. Yeah. When him and Curtis Axel got together, that's when I started realizing that even though he was a botch monster, I really liked Swagger for some reason, and I've continued Me to kind too. of follow what he's done since he's left. Me too. I, I liked him for some reason too. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's his personality because. Like if you like see him on up up down down and, and yeah. stuff, he's like he's Which just, I definitely he's just have. chill. Yeah, I'm very laid it. back. And and I think another thing is like I, he's one of those guys, and he and maybe um, I I'm and I'm one of the few who think this, but like everybody gives Brock shit all the time. Like Brock's only there for the paycheck, blah blah blah. Okay, yeah, Brock is there for the paycheck, but honestly, mm-hmm. still, <laughs> when Brock is invested. Brock is like one of the most incredible wrestlers I've ever seen in my lifetime. And Swagger gives me that same vibe that when he's invested, which is most of the time, he really loves this shit. And I feel like deep down, the reason Brock Lesnar has never left WWE in like seven years now, other than to go uh, fight one time at UFC, is because deep down, he really does love this shit. And he's getting paid a shit ton of money. (laughs) So, Yeah, I believe believe it both. It took me a while to come around on that, but... Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I agree. Yeah, he's he's still there because he, he's got to have some love for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Swagger. Was, yeah, well, not to get too much of Swagger because we'll get to Swagger. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm the same. I don't know what it is, but I like him too. Because when that moment happens, Let him not I, literally, I literally say out loud, like, "Oh shit, Swagger!" I, I was, yeah, I was blowing up my wrestle chat, and nobody was responding to me. I'm like, I hate all of y'all. Like I no would have been responding if, if, I, if I wasn't stuck in the moment. I would have been saying something. I mean, yeah, I, w- I was, I was, I was trying. Um, I, I mean, I was like, "Yo, this stuff's happening!" Like sending gifts and everything, and nobody gave a fuck. And and then everybody, like, <laughs> there's like one person who popped up in there, and I, I hate to be hating on y'all, Rassel Chat, but like one person popped up and was like, "Swagger!" I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, we're in there. I like Swagger, man. And they're now they're saying that Booker T should be on commentary with JR and Tony, and I, I'm gonna give that a thumbs down. Wish I had more hands. <laughs> Maybe yeah, even tats. Oh yeah, I don't agree. Let me get out of there before I get angry. This is Lou Groza of the Cleveland Browns. Hi, Ohio for Cleveland. What's up, y'all? That's Anthony Sellers. And that's Eric Jordan. And this is Browns in Our Blood. A weekly show where we talk about our favorite team, the Cleveland Browns. You can catch it in video and podcast. On the hyphen podcast group. Dot com. And Moss Long Sound Vision. So <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> I hate y'all. <laughs> I got like 15 seconds. Uh, so yeah, Let, let's get back to the show. So SCU, and they, they ended up brawling, right? They ended up brawling, yeah. And and I was what well, I was actually I think what I was going to say was I was just in awe that I was actually seeing some of my favorite guys who I'd never thought I would actually be seeing in person right there in person because I'm a big Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels fan. 
Yeah. Like like when TNA first came on, uh, was it Spike TV? Like he was one of the guys I was immediately a fan of. So seeing him and then seeing Lucha Bros, Pentagon, and Phoenix, they're like the best of both worlds of what I was watching when I wasn't watching the other shows. Like that was just cool to see that. Um, after that, I think was the women's match. Uh, after that was the women's match, which is where no, 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 no. Uh, it was uh, Pack and Page. Pack and Page, yeah. Pack, Pack versus Hangman Page. Uh, which is funny. I'm probably going to say this again. Oh, you know what? That, yeah, I forgot to say. The yes. last time I saw Cody Rhodes in that building, he was Stardust. Oh wow! <laughs> the last time I saw Pac in that building, he was Neville. So. Okay. That that's this was just a really that was something I realized afterwards when Pac came out. Pac, Pac, because I just found out. That I know. I, I always want to call him Pac too, but it is apparently Pac. Yes, it's. it's I guess it's just a wrestling thing because I've I've been hearing people complain about the same thing. It's Pac. Yeah, but yeah, seeing him come out, it's like last time I saw you, you had a purple cape. <laughs> wow, and no beard. And no beard. Like I didn't even get to see Adrian Neville one run. Yeah. Oh, that so. sucks. Cause this cruiserweight one one was dope. And you want to know what? Another sidebar. Cause this thing, these things happen. You're talking about wrestling. One of the okay. coolest ratchet, matches I remember watching was I don't remember what pay per view it was, but it was when one of the wrestlers I hate the most in life now, Enzo Amore, faced off against. Neville for that cruiserweight belt. And Enzo got his ass whooped the whole time. Had on those Pippin, Airmore up-tempo, white on black, black on white <laughs> shoes. And I was drooling over Enzo's shoes. And Enzo literally sold for like 10 minutes. And then he ended up winning that match and then had his cruiserweight run before he ended up getting fired. And the, I I really enjoyed the hell out of that match, man. And I had no business liking it. <laughs> Pack was, Pack was very uh, underutilized once he got called up. Like they did not, of course, do it well. And then once he finally had that heel run as the cruiserweight champ, looking back, that was actually a very short run. That's why I never really got to see him when he was during that time. And he got no time, no, no time. time. They Killed. screwed him over in the end. Yeah, they did. But now he's happy and fighting Hangman Page on uh, Dynamite. So what did you think of that match? I liked it, man. I, I liked it just off the, the fact that I was watching a Hangman Page and Pac match. In mm-hmm. Like, that right. was really, like, I, I, I'll just say it right now. Like, that was just the whole vibe of the night. It was just like, this match could suck, but I'm just happy I'm here. <laughs> like, that was a lot of it, right? There, you know, like, so, like, yeah, I, I, I dug it, though. I liked how heelish he was being with just like just complete just completely just wandering around the ring you know Earl oh, yeah. too being there the first time I've ever seen Yo, that's Hebner. that's when I, I I looked at her I was like that's not Earl Hebner he can barely move now right no they, it was totally Earl Hebner they announced him before they even brought out uh, Paige and Pack they that's awesome him first. Yeah. funny funny story TNA came to Morgantown and did a show at the waterfront and they did it in the ballroom. Yeah, this was, it was like a couple months after Miami happened for WrestleMania. So it was sometime in 2012 because 
this is how old this is how a uh, a piece of nostalgia reminds me um the uh Harlem Shake was big then and there is a video <laughs> from TNA of them doing the a viral Harlem, Harlem, Shake. Harlem Shake yeah the viral Harlem Shake <laughs> Yeah, they are literally doing a Morgantown Harlem Shake there at, at that event, and Hebner and his son Brian were actually um out front signing uh, pictures and stuff, and or taking pictures and they're signing memorabilia like in, like in between matches. And I have a picture of my friend Moose pinning me, and then Hebner is making the count, and then his son Brian is in there too. So I got this picture of Earl Hebner no. making the three count while I'm getting pinned by Moose, man. It's super dope. I love that picture. Word. I need to, I need you to send that to me if you can. I I, I'm going to look for it right now. That's dope. Yeah, That's man. just a regular, like, I have a picture of Earl. I actually, you actually have a picture of Earl Hebner doing what he's best known for for you. I do. True That's story. Dope. Um... Uh, so yeah, I I really thought the Page Pack match was good. This is honestly, as far as I can recall, the first time that I had seen Neville now Pack, um, in a long ass time because I feel like I feel like that um, I'd seen some of the a- the AEW stuff maybe or some of his indie stuff, but I'm I wouldn't 100 percent quote myself on that. So it was good mm-hmm. being able to sit down and watch one of his matches again because he was literally on fire before he decided he was leaving WWE. And he yep. deserved way more time he was getting and everything, and it just never came to pass. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, like I, I, I'm with you. I was just super happy to, to be there watching this match. Yeah, it was like night and day because, like, like I said, I remember the last time he was here and he wasn't – when he was in WWE, well, it was, it was, you know, Mighty Mouse, as they were calling him, Mm -hmm. you know, Neville. And so like the night and day of it, it just, it was, it was like, yeah, this is, you know, it was just cool to see him in the right environment, I guess I'll say. Yes, it was. For him. And yeah, and he wins the match and he's complete heel. Like just, Complete heel brooding and just yeah, I, I I love I love seeing Pack here. Like this is where he should be. This is where he should be. If he's gonna be on TV, this is where he should be wrestling. Yeah, I, I agree. So this is when I came in live action wise. So I I literally saw Pack after the the bell gets called off when uh when uh, Earl called uh, ended the match because of stoppage. Like I saw him walking off and then we get to the women's match, which was mm-hmm. Nyla Rose and Riho. Mm-hmm. L- tell me your thoughts on this. Cause I got my own thoughts. I, and I, I really want to kind of go through this one with you. So I think this is from where I've, from some of the reviews and responses I've heard, this seems like this is where it gets a little divisive for some people. Mm-hmm. So I guess everyone at home might have, or majority of people at home that watch the show, I have a different opinion compared to those of us that were there. Okay. Uh, for me, this was this was possibly match of the night. Possibly. Dude, it was for me too. Okay, okay, cool. So it was just pretty much match of the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, this us. is the Absolutely. one where everyone came alive for. 
because one, I'm not from. You could hear it too. You could oh, yeah. hear that crowd. Because I was thinking at first, I was like, man, this crowd doesn't really know who these girls are, and I don't think they're going to really go for it. But then after that commercial break for us, which was a bunch of uh, um, STFs for y'all, where it was like they kept <laughs> putting each other in chin locks, and I was like, man, nobody's going to tap out right now. They're they're at commercial. And then when they came back, man, that crowd had came alive. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, you're good. No, uh, I I think that crowd was they. This crowd was probably more familiar with AEW than I was. Like I, I know I I have common knowledge of AEW. I don't know everyone that's on the roster. Like today, I looked up the roster and I was just like, oh, I didn't know that person was there. Like the like the tag team best friends have two indie wrestlers. I'm very familiar with, and they performed last night, and I didn't even know it was them. So, I the roster is deeper than I, I thought it was, and so I didn't, you know, I didn't know, I don't have much of an opinion on Nyla Rose or Riho. Mm-hmm. Is it Riho or Riho? Uh, I think R- it's Riho. Right. I'm going with Riho. Yeah, I think it's Riho. People will will spam us or whatever. Yeah, of course they, they will. They will let us know because. They were definitely like that crowd was definitely there for Rio. Like they were like, like the they were over the moon for her, which I was surprised of because I'm not familiar with her at all. But yeah, I mean, they, once I, I say the moment that really got things got the ball rolling for the match was was probably when she did that. Um, I, I don't know the move, but when she jumped from the top rope and Nyla caught her on the ground. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was nuts because I was like, you know, she's about to ragdoll her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unfortunately, all she did was just give her a a, a, a backbreaker on her knee. But I mean, yeah, that was just that was the moment for me where it was just that was the moment for everyone where it was just like, all right, this match is about to escalate up like it's starting to get a lot hotter because then a little bit not too long after that for some reason nyla tries to break out chairs in a title match right that made no sense to me i'm like are they really going to go to dq right here man that's not what anybody wants for the first for for the first for the first champion for the first woman's champion for the exactly why would you do that such a wwe move right there right that and then uh, a little bit later was another W. You have to remind me because uh, the match after there was a WWE move that somebody pointed out that I forgot about. But yeah, the next move, the next moment was when she brought the chairs and she laid Rio uh, on them, and she was about to. Uh, uh, I what was it? Uh, God, my wrestling move. All my wrestling moves are, are like out of my brain, but like. Um, hold on! Hold on! Salt. Hold on! I got you. Um, let's see. Like it's so a front, front flip, basically, onto her. Like a front flip salt. Yes. Onto her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did that onto her and landed, and real moves, and she went straight on the chairs. Like, that, like, that's, that was another moment that just sort of took the match up a notch. The senton. Is that what you're talking about when she did the senton? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is it a senton or a swanton? It, that was a senton. Senton, yes. Okay, yeah. So when she did the senton onto the chairs, that was another moment. Uh, yeah, th- this match, this was, this was, you know, surprisingly the match that was pretty much like stole the show. 
essentially. And it's funny because, like, one of the things that even I've been saying along with a lot of people is that, you know, one of the setbacks that AEW has compared to maybe some other companies, wrestling companies, is that their women's roster doesn't really have uh, the talent. Much, yeah. I that mean, we know of. Right. The talent we know of. There definitely is some talent. There definitely is talent there. It's just there's no Sasha. There's no Tessa Blanchard. There's uh, no, uh, uh, well, they do have blue pants, but she's the librarian. So, um, <laughs> right. And she wasn't there, which I was hoping to see because I love Lila Bates. But, yeah, they're, they're just, like, right now, like, the closest thing, I guess, are these two women. But, um, and maybe Brandy, maybe you could argue Brandy Rhodes, too. But, yeah, this, it was very surprising that this match was the one that really, like, became the talk of the night, pretty much. Yeah, it, it was very good. And, I mean, it was, I didn't think they would go for Riho going over. But especially yeah, with the size I'm, difference. Mm-hmm. But, I think they've. I think again, like I said with MJF, like Nyla Rose is another one that they've really kind of been putting over in promos and stuff too. But I, I it sounded like to me, Riho is is the fan favorite. So I guess that's why. Yeah, Riho had a lot of support afterwards, and then and then it was even cool because Nyla decided she was going to keep beating her up, and then who comes out to save the day? Kenny Omega. That's right. The cleaner. The cleaner, literally. I mean, I was expecting him, but I was just excited. I was just pumped to see him because it's like, I never knew when I was going to see Kenny Omega in person. You know, I was, you know, there was at one point talks that he might have been coming to WWE. But, I am so you know, glad I was he like, did not. Me too. And I'm glad that I was able to see him in this setting again. His, oh, yeah. His day, yeah. It was, that was, so that was cool just to see him come out for that save, especially when his match was right next. Like, literally, he came right back out, like, less than a couple minutes. Yeah. He, he, he literally, when they came back from commercial, like, there he was with the Bucks. Right. So, like, that was, yeah, but that, that match was cool. Rio is the, the women's, AEW women's champion. So, shout out to her. And we're going to see where it got goes from here on out. And and I would just say, hopefully, I, I like to see what the women's their women's division turns into because I feel like that's just one of the things they're kind of lacking. Because there was a women's match later on, and that one was a was compared to this one was a lot more dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, wasn't nothing to do with the, the talent or anything. It's just, uh, well, I don't know. It just what didn't really have anything to do with skill wise or anything. It was just sort of. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll get to that though. We'll get to that because okay. that was a bonus. That was a dark match. But um, yeah. Next match was the six man tag with uh with the, with the Bucks and the Elite, Omega, the Elite. Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz. So, yeah. um, you you're a, um just to recap real quick. I agree with everything you said about the women's match because I was absolutely floored because I I did not expect it to go that level. So I was highly pleased with how that ended up. And in this match, this reminded me of an old school episode of Monday Night Raw during the the, um, the Monday Night Wars, man, because it was freaking awesome. Like you had action in the ring, you had Moxley pop up, who fought Omega back mm-hmm. to the back, and then and then 
not only did you get Omega hitting him with a broom and breaking it, which is awesome for me. It was a mop, actually. <laughs> yeah, a mop. Thank you. I'm familiar with those mops. J- JR even said, JR even said, he's got he's got a broom. And he, and he goes, oh, it's actually a mop. And then and then uh, Moxley threw, hits him with dirty deeds or dirt deeds, whatever they call it in AEW through that glass table, man. Oh, and, yeah. That yeah, and then cool. we go to commercial from that man. That that was an incredible spot, and and then of course then everything just starts. All hell breaks loose in the ring. Jericho's being a heel and doing heel things and running from any kind of real smoke. And then of course Jericho Santana Ortiz get the pinfall when when uh Jericho hits that Judas effect on on Matt Jackson, and then. All kinds of shit happens. Cody comes out, and then Dustin mm-hmm. Rhodes comes out, and then here comes Jack, Jack, Jack Hager, Jake Hager coming out, and then you just have these five dudes standing tall at the end of the pay, of the show with Jericho and um, Ortiz and Santana and uh, or four guys. No, I can't count. Um, Sammy Guevara. Yes, Sammy Guevara. Thank you, and. Um, yeah, I didn't recognize him last night because <laughs> I hadn't watched him, so I didn't catch the catch the highlights of the day. He's still new. He's still new. And then, uh, yeah, so there's five guys, and then Jake Hager, and it's like, what? What is this about? Like, does does Jericho already have a team in place, uh, a faction, which is something that WWE has not ha- has been kind of scared to do, is mm-hmm. deal with um, is have any kind of factions. So I was super hyped after that ending, man. What what did you I, think I, that you want to throw in there? Oh yeah, you pretty much said all the everything I could say. Like first off, like I mean, seeing the elite there, Fantana and Ortiz, I already like they were one of the few last things I liked about Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh so when they were LAX there, so that was oh, you know, yeah. there was there was rumors that they were gonna be there as Chris Jericho's um uh, mystery partners, mm-hmm. but you know, just just seeing them, it was just cool. So yeah, know, I actually stayed away cool. from the rumors until today, so I had no idea who who was going to pop up. I didn't either, but that was kind of what fans were just every oh yeah, you know, just what fans were saying nonstop. And so I just it was kind of in my head like, eh, they might, they might. You know, I was still hoping for someone else, but I was like, who else could it be? What tag team is 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 kind of free right now like with some with some you know notoriety to the name and mm-hmm. yeah them so yeah then moxley comes i was expecting moxley but i just didn't know when he was gonna come yeah and i knew his shoulder would be better for this I, I had a feeling he'd be cleared enough to do a little action oh yeah and i mean of course he's he's definitely somebody they want to show off the first night oh yeah especially when they're going against wwe on the other channel yeah, and a table spot to, for that. I mean, for him to come back That's through. So it was. looked painful, even though it was probably a gimmick table, but still, like. Oh, I wouldn't want to take that bump. No, no. <laughs> That's a hard I wouldn't pass. want to be Kenny Omega taking that bump. Mm-mm. Or, Mm-mm. Or, or Moxley doing that bump. Like, nah. And Moxley that, took and most then, of that, too. Yeah, he did. I mean, back, back first. Yeah. But um, I don't know if they showed this on... Because I, I think this maybe was... Because you said they went to commercial right after that spot, right? 
Yeah, yeah. And then JR came back and said something I hadn't heard in years. That was the last commercial break. And I was like, oh, my God, my childhood <laughs> is coming back to me because JR used to say that all the time. Like, that's our, that's our last commercial break, everybody. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It, uh. <laughs> so cool. Um, I can't wait to watch it with the commentary. But um, I think maybe this happened during commercial break. I don't know. But um, somebody apparently threw a hot dog into the ring. What? And, <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, well, right after that spy happened a little bit into it, while, you know, Jericho and Santana and Ortiz are, you know, beating up the, the, the young bucks. Jericho takes the mic. He's like, wait, I got one question. Who threw a wiener in the ring? And Wow. And then I believe he shoved it in one of the young bucks' mouths as like, oh, yeah, as, as like uh, Santana and Ortiz are like holding um. I can't remember if it's Nick or Matt, but holding him up for so to, so he can take it, and wow. yeah, just a little improv, improvisation right there was dope to see that. And yeah, when uh, oh. when they when they won and Cody comes out and Dustin came out, and I already knew Dustin was there because uh, you know. There's a little insider. I got to come in a little bit earlier than everyone else, so oh. I got to see. Of course, see, of course, yeah. I'm free. I'm freaking the catcher shows. I mean, that's the treatment I get. But, <sighs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I got to see. Uh, I got to see uh, Dustin Dustin Rhodes chilling around pretty much and taking pictures with some of the VI. I guess they're VIP or maybe they call them elite fans. I don't know. People that were kind of like, you know. Premier seats or whatever you want to call right. it. Right. Yeah. And they get some, like, some people, like, some of the first few rows got, like, souvenir chairs to take home, which was cool for them. But, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so when Dustin and, and Cody came out, and I was like, okay, okay, cool. So I, I had a feeling someone's going to pop up, or, or someone's going to pop up that either wasn't promoted or we weren't expecting. I don't know. I was not expecting freaking the artist formerly known as Jack Swagger to pop up. I I didn't either, man. I I was pleasantly surprised, to say the least. And the funny thing is, as far as I was, I didn't even have to look at the screen to see it was him. I was like, that's Swagger? I was like, oh shit, Swagger. Right. Yeah, and the crowd was going for it. Like, I, I don't know if anyone wants to, you know, argue or whatever. Like, it's just Jack Swagger or whatever. He wasn't, you know, this or that, you know. And the, But when he popped up, that crowd went nuts for it. So so you, you had mentioned that there was a couple other matches after after the show went off. So do you want to run down those real quick? Yeah, yeah. Um, the last thing I will say though is like uh, yeah. the uh, the, uh, the faction. Yeah, I'm definitely interested to see this faction going on because one mm-hmm. of the things I've had a problem with, and not to keep comparing it between, it's hard to not compare them to what WWE has been doing and whatnot, guys. Sorry, it just is what it is. It's 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 not a war, but it is a, somewhat of a competition. It is it's rivalry. Whatever it definitely is, is. but. 
one of the things I've had a problem with WWE over the last few years is like this unforeseen rule of just like their factions being three dudes. Yeah, like I, I don't understand that either. That that's pretty freaking annoying. I mean, no offense to the New Day, but I mm. mean, who the New Day for sure? I thought they would bring in somebody at some well, point, and it just hasn't just, happened at all. Well, not even just New Day. I mean, you have four four members of the Bullet Club in your company. Yeah, why sure have do. they not been become? I mean, I I don't. I don't know. I don't know, but yeah. So I, I that would make I, too much sense, and it's not a W. It's not a Vince idea, so it's a bad idea. You're right. Yeah, that is That's too, what it is. That looks too good on paper, and that paper was not Vince's paper. Yeah, yep. you got so, it. <laughs> but I, I see it. I like. I I like a faction that's specifically like the leader, the muscle, the tag team. And the guy that specializes in whatever else, and that's what this little faction is with Jericho and Santana. I was about to say Santino. Wow, Santana <laughs> and Ortiz and Sammy Guevara and possibly Jake Hager as the muscle. So I, I like the looks of this. I don't know what they're going to call themselves, but I'm pretty sure I will be buying a T-shirt of it. Well, I, I think so too because. It has so much potential. And here's mm-hmm. the thing. For once, I'm not worried about them messing it up somehow on the other side. <laughs> so You don't know what to expect. I, I'm excited to see see what's next, man. I really am. Me too. Yeah, I, I, I love this. So, yeah, the dark matches, they just, when they were done with that and they said they were officially off air, uh, Justin Roberts got on and said, uh, well, the first thing they said, actually, when he first came out and started the show, was he told everyone that once the, they go off the air to sit tight, that they would have some bonus matches just for us. Oh, nice. And, and so we didn't, you know, figure it would be like maybe one or two matches, but they actually had three matches that went on uh, after the show went off air. And the, they were all tag team matches, which was cool because they were able to showcase the talent that they... uh. I guess didn't have time for in the show. Yeah. So the first match was an eight-man tag team match, and uh, it was the teams of the Lucha Bros, Pentagon of Phoenix, with the Hybrid Two, which is Jack Evans and uh, and Helico. Oh damn! Uh, so yeah, damn. I Im- immediately when they came out, I was just like, oh, this is going to be good. I don't know who else. I I have a feeling who was going to be on the other team. To come out, but I was just like, just them four alone, I know this is going to be good. Because those four, just a match between them alone, they put on a hell of a match. Um, and they were their opponents were Private Party and the best and uh, the best friends with probably another star in the company, Orange Cassidy. And I Man. don't know if you're up on Orange Cassidy or not. But I am not. I am in the dark, literally, about this guy who was in a dark match. Yes. Well, he, the funny thing was he wasn't even in the match, but he probably had the most the most pop from okay. the crowd. Orange Cassidy, and I really can't give you much on too because he's still fairly new to me too, but I kind of get the appeal. He is this 
You know what? I can't even fucking describe him. I really can't. Is he a luchador, or am I looking at the wrong picture here? He, okay, he is a dude in all denim and sunglasses with his hands in his pocket. Oh, 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 oh. He's the dude. I did see a video of him not too long ago hitting like a, a suicide dive and not taking his hands out of his pocket not that's too long thing. ago. Yeah, that's his, that's his, it's a weird, it's, I don't get the gimmick, but he's definitely entertaining and the crowd loves him. Like, I, there was even a kid dressed as him oh, out shit. there. And he wasn't even on the main show. Like this was the only time he there is night. a a video, a gif of him on his on Twitter that he retweeted of him falling from the balcony uh, at a at a venue, and his hands are in his pocket, just rolling over. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you right now, so you can check it out when we're done. What's He's literally that? just falling off the balcony, like falling into the weekend. Like, <laughs> I, in fact, I'll probably will be stealing that just to tweet that out at some point. Falling into the weekend, like. <laughs> Okay, I guess I get it now. All right. Yeah. Because at some point he did do that suicide dive with his hands in his pocket, and I was like, okay, that's funny. That's he's that's, about that life, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's his thing because his guys were getting beat up at one point, and he just kind of stepped in the middle, and you were like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna save him. And he just kind of put his hands up in between the between them. And just put his hands in his pocket, and the crowd went nuts for it. Damn. So I I don't get it, but at the same time, I kind of get it because indie wrestling humor is interesting, if not hilarious when it's not hilarious. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Joey Ryan is a thing. Wait, what'd you say about Joey Ryan? I said Joey Ryan is a thing, so like anything is. Ah, uh, yeah, he he's a big thing. He he's, he's a, a big thing. Yeah. Literally, he he will talk about yeah. his big thing. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's, he's that guy. Uh, um, oh, I, see <laughs> I see it. Yes, yeah. we went there. That's, that's exactly what he did at the at the mat that, in the match. That's crazy. Yeah. So. Uh, the match, uh, it was it was a private party and best friends. Mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy was just ringside. Best friends was the team that I, I told uh, I said had um, two wrestlers, two indie wrestlers I'm familiar with that I, I didn't even know were part of the team. Okay. Um, private party though is a team that I've only known through AEW that I really like. Like they're they're like the Street Profits. Okay. A little bit of New Day. But okay. Street Profits were 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 ridiculous high flyers. Okay. Yeah, you Profits sold me. Was, yeah, if they were, or if the Street Profits was just both Montez Ford, no diss to Angelo Dawkins at all, because Angelo Dawkins definitely makes that team who they are. But yes, uh, but just they are they are very fun. Like the first time I actually saw them, uh, I actually uh, got a glimpse of them was um, a match between them and Jack Evans and Angelico, which was really good. And yeah, so I was high on them. Yeah, I was hoping to see a private party tonight, at least on the show. But um, I did, and yeah, the thing with this match was just it was it was too many people really, so you yeah. didn't really get too much, uh, and it was short too, which. That's another thing I do like is that I don't know I don't think WWE does this I don't 
comes doesn't come to mind. Um, but uh, you know, they have their time limits, and once it gets to uh, ten minutes into the match, Justin Roberts will announce on the mic ten minutes uh, ten minutes left. Yeah. So I thought that was dope, and so that was that was another thing too was that these matches were pretty short. Yeah, I think it was just sort of the showcase who else was there, who else they have on the roster, which makes perfect but sense. They did try to fit in a lot of a lot of moments because I mean, almost everyone in this match is a high flyer. Oh, almost wow. everyone in this match can moonsault, bounce off the ropes like it's nothing. Like. So, that's yeah, cool that's, for them to put that kind of match at the end of it, especially after you've already been there for hours and then give you a little bit, some, something else to kind of bring the crowd back up, um, oh, yeah, especially this, after that ending point, in the women's match. Yeah, at this point, we, we've been there for three hours. Right, you've been there for Avengers Endgame. Yes, pretty much. And we'll, we've been there for Infinity War. We're about to watch Endgame. Okay, much. gotcha. Yeah, it, I mean, it was a long night, but, you know, it was still fun. And this match was one of them. Um, the next match, uh, who? Oh wait, well the winner of the match was um, Lucha Bros and uh, the Hybrid Two. So that was they won the match. Uh, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> I mean Lucha Bros. You can't Lucha Bros. You can't go wrong there. Can't go wrong there. And. The one thing that this really showcased for me, too, real quick, before I go into the next match, is just how freaking dynamic the tag teams are they have here, man. I mean, they have... I, I heard someone say in a podcast recently I was listening to the day about the, the show that um, AEW might have arguably the best tag team division. Oh, shit. And... You know, you could look at and you could look at it maybe as a star power thing or maybe just a skill thing, but I look at sort of both ways. Like I said, private that private party crew, I only know them from AEW and they they're really good. Yeah. Like they're they're really they're fun and then they are just very athletic and all over the place. But the one thing that this match stood out for me was that all these teams are like legit teams. Like they actually have like moves that involve they have move sets and and I don't know what the what you would call them but like their arsenals are like tag team moves both. and repertoire yeah right like one dude does one thing with the opponent that leads to the other dude doing something else you know that's a lot of what they all that, do they they and got that goes, synergy and that chemistry all of them have it it just goes back to back to back like. They're going back, like, literally back to back to back. Like, you do this, and I'll do this on him. Okay, and then I'll do this, and you do that. And it just, it like, nonstop. And, like, you only will see that with maybe a few guys on some, you know, on some tag teams. Like, I mean, like, it took a minute for, like, Cesaro and Sheamus to get to that point. You know what I mean? New Day now have that down. The Usos definitely have that down. Oh, yeah. You know? and, and I mean, Gallows uh, and Anderson have it. Um, Heavy Machinery have it. Um, yeah. Heavy machinery, they're getting there with it, but you know. Well, right the problem now, is Otis is so freaking entertaining. That's what I was about to say. It's like right now it's the Otis show. Yeah. So oh. so he's carrying that team. It's, it sucks for Dozer, but it is what it is. Right. But, you know, it, like not every team has that. And AEW, it looks like all their teams have that. So that's the one thing I will say that this match showcased. 
Um, the match after that was a was a women's tag match with um, I think it's it was Brits Baker and Allie versus Penelope yep. Ford and B Priestley. Yep, that was it. Yep, that was. I match. got your back. Thank you. Thank you're you. You're welcome. Least I can yeah. do. <laughs> you're you're carrying this tag team right now because you're you're you have all the all the uh, insider information since someone was actually there. You know. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I was a little I bit there, bad, you know. I have bad memory too of it because like it it was long. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, this was so. What I was saying earlier about it was like this compared to the Nyla Rose and Rio match was just a little drier. It wasn't as a, uh, and it could have been too because it was so late. Because I think at this part at this point it was like ten thirty. Mm-hmm. And oh, uh, that can be. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those. It could have been that to the placement of it, but at the same time, too, I think it definitely was um, just sort of, you know, just not much hard. Me either hard to follow for these women, or just there's not that. You know, the women's division doesn't have that person yet. I, I think. I'm going to say that I, I see where you're coming from, but again, I'm not going to take too much from it because it was literally a dark match. Um, right. So maybe maybe you're thinking a little bit too much into what, what was going on. Um, yeah, well, I, I say that because the previous match was fun and the match after this was fun too. And mm-hmm. I don't want to make it a thing about the gender because it definitely wasn't it because one of the best matches of the entire night were from women, were from two women. So, you know, and I think this match showcased the kind of, not the rest of the women, because there's a few more on the roster. Right. But this did show the ones that didn't get enough, uh, get didn't really get to show off during the, the rest of earlier in the show. And it was probably one of the more, I hate to say weaker, but just, you know, there wasn't too much going on. Now, there wasn't a, I get it. It wasn't a bathroom break type thing or that. Nobody really left. But you know, it just—I don't have too much to say about it, other than you know. Yeah, it wasn't—it wasn't that memorable. Right. Would be the you know. a best way to put it, I would guess. Yeah, and and I would have to say too, just just sort of the, uh, the 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 personalities, you know, just the characters there, like the probably the most other than Britt Baker, she's that Britt Baker and Allie. Uh, well, you know, you know, I'm gonna take that back because those two alone are definitely ones to talk about. And then Penelope Ford, she definitely sticks out with her style. And B Priestley, I know very little about, so I can't really say anything about the personnel. So I'll just say the match wasn't, uh, it wasn't, you know, wasn't too memorable, but it wasn't okay. bad at all. Um, the winners of that match were uh, Britt Baker and Allie, by the way. Yes, it does say that, that they were able to uh, secure the victory. So the last, last dark match was SEU. The, Luchas- the Luchasaurus, Marco Stunt, and Jungle Boys. This is the one before yeah. you got to go home. So the tell Jurassic me about this one. Express. I think they were called. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was. Ex- they, they were another one that I was really excited to see because I've. I actually haven't seen the Jurassic Express. I just know they're there. You know, mm-hmm. cause Jungle Boy is. You know, the late great Luke Perry's son. And is he? Yeah, he's. I knew. I knew that. Jack I knew Perry. that. You're right. 
Yeah, so I, I knew that, and then I know Luchasaurus was on Lucha Underground. He went by a different name, but he was um he was on there too, and he's got a lot of hype. Like like oh, he's probably one of he's probably going to be one of their top dudes very soon because yeah, a lot of people just talking about Luchasaurus That's incredible. a lot. But yeah, I, I I was excited to see them because even they even had T-shirts that were all over the place and people were wearing them like crazy. So I was actually surprised they weren't on the regular, the actual live show. Right. But I figured they were going to be there because I mean they're selling T-shirts and people are buying them things up, so they had to be there. Um, SCU was fun to see. I mean Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky, Christopher Daniels. They're just a fun team themselves. Um, and yeah, man. So when Jurassic Express or just the Luchasaurus came out, mm-hmm. which by the way, their entrance alone, they're the one entrance that actually their entrance music worked. Not worked like on a technical aspect, but just sort of like worked for the crowd, like actually got the crowd excited yeah. before they even stepped foot. Because uh, it starts off with the sound of like a T-Rex stomping. Oh shit. Yeah. It's then the roar, I believe too. And yeah, they Luchasaurus comes out with jungle boy on his shoulders and the crowd is going nuts. And yeah, man, the match itself was, it was fun. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I would say the only thing was it didn't showcase Luchasaurus enough. Okay. Which Probably the most hype was around that person, uh, around that guy. Yeah, um, I get that. But I'm already familiar with him just because of Lucha Underground. So you know, it wasn't you know, it wasn't like I was like, oh, I didn't get to see what he was about. Boo-hoo. But um, yeah, <laughs> but he was it was it was a fun match. This Marco Stunt, uh, that's a tiny dude. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I've not dude. seen this guy. Let me. I'm going to look him up real quick. Yeah, I'm Marco not that familiar with him either, neither, but yeah, a lot of the match, it was kind of a part comedy Oh my match. god, he looks like he's 12. Yeah. And I don't know how old he actually is. He could, I mean, I don't know, like the uh, Jungle Boy is pretty young. He looks Jungle like Polly Shore, like, too. Does he? Yeah, I guess I could see He, he looks like Polly Shore, yeah. yeah that, that's hilarious. But he's shorter than Jungle Boy. I think Jungle Boy is like, gotta be five-something. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, and a lot of the matches comedy came from the fact that, like, he was doing big moves that had no effect on SCU because he's a shorter guy. Yeah. But, um... And, and that's good wrestling right there, that, that that they don't have the little dude overpower the bigger dude for no reason. Right. Well, I think there was maybe a couple spots where it was, yeah. kind of, you know, that surprise moment, like, oh, he's actually, you know... Lifting him or whatever. You He's know. making a move. He's making a move, right? Right. But again, back to what I was saying about the the tag team, the tag teams, man. This was another one where they just showed off their chemistry, and they just were going back and forth with each other. You know, I mean, three teams. This time you have three, a uh, three people, three person team. You know, this is a six man tag team match, and yeah, SCU they have their moves where all three of them work together on one person, you know, back to back to back. And Jurassic Express, they have theirs where they're doing the same thing. So it was fun in that aspect. And then it was fun, too, on the comedy side because they were just kind of, you know, they had some goofy kind of moments as well. 
with it being a dark match, which is, those are some of the fun things about dark matches is, you know, they get to just kind of joke around a little bit too. And uh, I believe SCU was, were the ones that won. Do you have that for me? or I, I do got it. Uh, SCU did uh, did defeat the team of Luchasaurus, Marco Stunt, and Jungle Boy. Yes. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, SCU won, and um, they got on the mic, and they pretty much just thanked everyone for coming out and saying, you know, you guys are Always a feel-good feeling. Yeah, they pretty much closed out the show, and yeah, they they left. And uh, and uh, the cool thing again, going back to what I was saying about experience, was that they started playing. I can't remember what song they played. I think it was like a Frank Sinatra song or something. But it was like a goodbye leaving type song. And then they played the Looney Tunes theme. You know, the <laughs> of course and, they did. And then everything just turned off. And they started packing stuff up, and that was it. Like, time to go home. You can't stay here. Right. Which is funny, too, because I'm used to hearing, like, hey, guys, don't forget. Hey, guys, we will be back here on January. September for SmackDown Live. Yeah. Right. So Mm -hmm. make sure tonight we have a special code. and Get your tickets tonight. And... Yeah, none of that. I don't know when the hell they'll be back. It was just so, quiet with a bunch of Justin Bieber and Ed Sheeran, apparently. Yeah, pretty much. Damn. So, wow. That that was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Overall, great time. One of the most fun wrestling show experiences I've ever had. So so as long as you're able, I'm I'm guessing you're going to continue to be all in with AEW. Absolutely. I am with AEW as the hashtag says. I'm, well, I'm all in, all elite. I can tell you now that AEW crushed the next T in the ratings. Yeah, I just saw it today. One what was it like 1.3, 1.6 million views? It it, it was it was kind of ridiculous. I'm on cage side seats right now. Let me let me bounce over there real quick. Yeah. Um, let's see. Orton's apparently out here trying to get a match with The Rock at WrestleMania 36. Probably because sure. he wants to retire. He's tired. Let's see. Let's see. That, let me just stay. Oh, here we go. Crushes NXT in Wednesday night's ratings. We have uh aw wrestling debuted with 1.4 million viewers besting usa networks nxt which put up 891,000 viewers down 11 percent from last week's show Mm. so that's rough so a lot of people just pretty much went over to aw for the night mm-hmm yeah, because that's what I did, man. Like I, I was on NXT for a second, and then I was like, I went to find AEW. You know, as soon as I did, I didn't turn it off until after it was over, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, it was something new, something new in the wrestling world. I could definitely see that. See why for that. So, we talked a lot about AEW Dynamite, and honestly. Is there even a, any point in doing a full coverage thing at NXT, or do you just want to hit on the highlights real quick and get and get on out of here? Because uh, the main things I want to talk about is Finn Balor and uh, and uh, Tommaso Ciampa coming back. 
pretty much that. I mean, we could kind of run through the show because I mean, like I like we said before, it was pretty simple. It was a very straightforward show. Yeah, it was like what three matches, three tie. It, it was just tile matches, pretty much, right? It was because uh, here, let me let me just break it down for you real quick. So, mm-hmm. of course, uh, we had Matt Riddle and Adam Cole uh, for the. It was for the NXT title, correct? I think it was. Yeah, it was. It okay. was for the championship. Thank you. So you had that, and then, of course, Cole won that. And then who would come down but the demon, Finn Balor, saying that he's back in NXT. So that happened. And yep. it was actually only two, ma- no, three matches. You're right. Uh, the main event was the Undisputed Era versus the Street Profits for the NXT Tag Championship belts. And uh, the um, the era retained, of course, and then the um, they they were uh, Cole was out there to acknowledge his boys, and then Ciampa comes rolling out and stares down his belt because, of course, he had to give up the NXT championship when he had to have his surgery. He never actually right. lost, so you sitting that up. And then the other match was probably the most powerful woman in. WWE right now that does not get enough credit is Shayna Baszler and Candice LeRae. Uh, of course, Shayna won that. Shayna has been NXT Women's Champion for a while. I wonder, I don't even know if she's even close to being on, um, uh, I can't, Asuka's level. I'm, I'm going to go look right now. But she's been yeah, a champion a for a minute. So, so yeah. that was your card, man. So, what, what were your quick thoughts on that? Okay, so uh, Riddle and Cole. That's the match that pretty much I've been hearing a lot of people say it's probably the best thing just even between both shows last night. Okay. Uh, Wednesday night. So I, and I watched it today and yeah, probably I, I have to argue. I have to agree. Yeah, yeah. That was a really good, really great match. Asuka is uh, in no danger because her reign was uh, 522 days recognized and 510 actual days. Baszler is at 340, so Ooh, she's okay. good to go right now. I and I hope they don't try to make her surpass Oscar because I just those rings. Uh, I mean, it always it already feels long with Shayna in my opinion, so uh, mm-hmm. and I don't have much of a problem with Shayna, but I'll get I'll get turned a bit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I like the real and Cole match. I liked it a lot, and then Finn coming out and. Finn saying that he's back in NXT. It, it was definitely, it's definitely really cool to hear. It's which, so exciting, sense. man. I know. It, it makes sense, too, because he's, it's on USA. So it's not like he's, you know, it's not like he's being the mode to be on the network anymore. He's just going to a different brand. Right. Because that, that's what NXT has, and I've said this for years, like, especially once NXT started getting really good and even started surpassing Raw and SmackDown on a regular basis. I've been saying, make NXT the third brand and start putting some of these wrestlers in NXT. Still, you can have your developmental system, but put some of these other names that you know can can go and don't get to do anything on these other two shows on NXT. And this is a mm-hmm. wonderful fit. Right. Just like they had Brizongo down there, too, right now. Yes. It's just and- Brizongo. Why not? Yeah, especially with yeah. um with uh Fandango Fandango coming off injury and now he now he's back. I mean, there's nothing better with their gimmick than just let them be in NXT. They don't have they they have their own little following. Um, they were able to do that even with not 
wrestling a whole lot. They were just doing fashion files and it got over. So mm-hmm. being able to bring that into NXT and in that venue setting is just a, it's an excellent idea. Right, I agree with that. So yeah, I'm excited to to see with Finn uh, back in back in NXT. Mm-hmm. How that what, what what big of a difference that will be now? You know, since he's you know been on Raw and SmackDown, so that should be that that's definitely gonna be it's gonna be to huge. Watch. Yes. Now the the women's match. I mean, I didn't have any expectations for this. I. Mm-hmm. I the shock would have been if if Candice won. Yeah. Yes, of course. And that's what it always is going into Baszler matches. It's mm-hmm. like they've built her up to a Rousey level where it was like because Rousey was such a – when she was actually fighting MMA, I mean. Uh, mm-hmm. Like with Rousey, she was so dominant that when she finally lost, it was such a shock. And then when she really lost again and got rocked by Amanda Nunes, then you kind of knew it was over. So Baszler is kind of on that level on a pro wrestling uh, tip for me. Right. Yeah, I, I, I feel that way, too. It's just it, it's just WWE and knowing that they have a thing for reigns, for title reigns, mm-hmm. at least over the last few years they have been. I'm just kind of a little over that. I'm just not really looking forward to um to to just however long they're planning on having her on the belt. Like I'm I'm getting to the point now. I was just like, okay, can we just switch it off for somebody for a while? Throw it back on her maybe a few months down the line. I, yeah, fine, you know. But having her hold on to it for however she is, however long, it, you know, I'm already a little tired of it because. I'm actually thinking what they may do is they may go to Balor route here where um, after a while, like maybe next month or so, especially once they get established with Fox on SmackDown, Fox, SmackDown on Fox and the new Raw and NXT, I could see them moving a credible person down. To, I just got it. They're, they could just easily move Naomi down to NXT and have Naomi beat Shayna Baszler because Naomi's... <laughs> Naomi's credible enough to do it. And Naomi, I feel like is I mean, she she has that vet status, she can go. I mm-hmm. think it I think it would be an interesting person to use in that situation to take that belt off Baszler for a while. I can't see that because the person I would put above Naomi is Bianca Belair. And they and she Yeah, but they already ruined that though, right? I know. And I definitely That's the I, thing, it should have like I thought I Bianca was getting lined up. Naomi. No, it, it it doesn't make so much sense storyline wise. But if you're going to bring somebody, she's the first one popped in my head. I, I feel like if you were going to bring somebody to do it, and I would hate it if they did it, but it wouldn't make sense honestly, just the way they made her. But Charlotte, that would be the one that I would think if they had to bring somebody down to NXT to dethrone Shayna. Charlotte would be the, probably the most believable out of everyone they have up there. And then she could I throw mean, the belt in the trash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, why but, not? Why not? But, um, I mean, yeah, it, they were just kind of building Shayna up to a point where it is. I am starting to wonder, like, who do you have credible enough to actually take it from her at this point? Yeah. Because it it's just, I mean, like I said, like, Bianca Belair seemed like she would, could have been the one. Even Rhea Ripley recently seemed like she could have been the one. Like, I I just, I don't know. I, yeah, and and then they never went back. I don't think uh, Belair's gotten a rematch since since that one match that she had with Baszler, but she is the most 
over wrestler in NXT right now. So right. I, I would have loved. Well, I like Mia Yim too, but Mia Yim it wasn't quite there. So I didn't think that there was a chance. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Mia Yim is definitely. You know what? I I I think. You know what? I'll take it back. I say it's between maybe Mia Yim and Bianca Belair. If we're keeping it in NXT, those two I think were the ones I would say like they have potential. Just their characters at the very least seem yeah. the most convincing to be like to actually give Shane a little bit of a run, you know, or or an actual fight. Yeah, no, I I completely agree because I like Mia Yim and I also like Bianca Belair. I just hope that we get get it sooner than later, like you said, because I I don't want to sit here and um, I I don't want to sit here and be six months from now and be like, hey, did, you know, Shayna Baszler is still the champ, right? Like, yep, he sure is. Because then and, the that starts to make their women's division look a certain way. It does. I mean, they're not all going to be Becky's and Charlotte's and Bailey's and Sasha's, but still. Right. But, I mean, if you're just having them all basically be nothing but chopped liver to Shayna Baszler, then that's... What's the yeah. point? Yeah. Uh, all right, so... We, tag we, team match, right? That The tag team match is left, man. So, um, the Street Profits are incredible. Yeah, I I I find no fault in them. What Heyman and let's go ahead and say Vince and Co have done with them on Raw, even though it seems like a comedy act, they're, they're hilarious. And then the fact that they're still NXT champions and killing it, and having Wale come out to uh, bring them to the ring. Oh, they're they, not the champs. Oh, not the champs. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Undisputed Era is. Uh, I forgot that they they lost them, but still, they, they they are just such an incredible tag team, man. I I like I like the Street Profits. I do have a bit uh, a few nitpicks with them, but the whole thing with Raw, I'm not a fan of the whole thing on Raw. But I say that they make it work. They definitely make it work. I'm glad they're not Crime Tom, which is what oh, I yeah. feared. Oh, that's what I mean. I mean, that's what everyone feared. <laughs> that's what everyone feared. That, that they would end up just being crime time 2.0. Ugh, crime time. But um, yeah, I I I, I like them though. The only thing I have uh, the only thing I have an issue is just um, it's just a nitpick really, but it's just just kind of the mm, I don't know. Like they work together, but just something still seems a little off with them. And I yeah. feel like Angelo Dawkins. Is the one that I have to point finger to, even though there's nothing wrong with him. It's just I don't know. It's he. It's it's just something. It, he's just he's not quite hitting the mark for you. Is that what it is? You know what you know what you know what I think it is. And maybe just uh, maybe it'll make more sense to me than you. But I'm just gonna see if I can explain it more. It feels like him and Montez are the same type of person. But they would be that for different teams. Ah, uh, okay. I I, I, I agree I, with that. Kind of like if like if like Big E was in a team with the Big E that was with Dolphin AJ. <laughs> that sounds like a WWE two K twenty idea that should happen. <laughs> yeah. Let me get out of my universe mode real quick. I guess that makes sense. I don't know because like Montez is in. They're very similar. I I, I get it. They're similar, but they're almost like different kinds of 
the same of type of persons. Like we need someone that's very like showy and and you know uh, very full, very charismatic, and has some good sense of humor. You know, and Montez and Angel kind of they meet in the middle with their chemistry, but they seem both seem like they're a different kind of that. If that makes any sense. Yeah. No, I, I, I that that makes perfect sense. I know where you're coming from. Right. Um, I do like the athlete, the whole athlete gimmick with it though, and how his whole how Angelo's uh, whole style is basketball, and uh, Montez's is more. Uh, I guess you could say football, but it's really just more high flying kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he he's I, the more agile. Right. He's the more agile one, and and. I guess you could say Angelo's more the muscle. Well, I've I've enjoyed watching him work, and then Undisputed Era, man, like the what they've built and the fact that they got all the gold now. It it, it they're the, uh, this is the we just talk about uh, WWE not doing a faction, and then they have a faction mm-hmm. sitting right here in NXT, being done right. perfectly, but which like I completely I forgot saying, about. But, but like I was saying, it's like. Especially for them, it feels like they're missing that first fifth person, which to me would be like the muscle. Yeah, they they don't have that big guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't have a big guy. And with their whole thing, basically like being unspoken wise, the gimmick them being like, we're the best Ring of Honor guys over here. <laughs> it, it's kind of like, well, who could they get within the company to do that? You know, but they're still like, there's definitely. They're definitely uh, what's the word I want to say? Um, I mean, the I way know. they've been booked works basically. Yeah, because they are. They're they being are booked properly for sure. Yeah, they're being booked properly, and with them having all the gold, definitely makes sense. Because I mean, they're the undisputed era. So even though I am sad that Velveteen does now no longer has a North American title. Yeah, that does suck. That does but. Suck. Velveteen is he's bigger than the North American title, man. Velveteen is one of the few true character gimmicks that really works in professional wrestling nowadays. He does oh, not yeah. need a title. He does oh, yeah. not need a title. Yeah. It's he, nice, but he doesn't need one. It would be nice if he had one, and I would even go as far as saying it'd be nice if he had one and he'd be one of the few in a while in a long time to have his own stylized tile. Ooh, that would be beautiful. Yeah, because I mean, we haven't beautiful. seen one. We haven't. Oh no, you know what? The last one we got actually was Daniel Bryan's title. That's right. The the yeah. the Earth's champion. The Earth's champion. Yeah. And that thing was ugly. <laughs> yes. So I would like to see a Velveteen Dream title, uh, stylized title, whichever title it may be. I well, know, but. One can only dream that that will happen someday. Ah, I like that. I know. I'm so I'm so nice with it. Yes, well, you are a rapper. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, <laughs> what do you? Damn, I burped. Uh, what do you think of Siampa returning after six months from Spinal Ch- Fusion? The muscle Champa. Yeah. Champa. Uh, I always say Siampa. Champa. Because it's, it's spelled that way. But yeah. it's, it's one of those names that's Amaso Champa. My bad. Not good. Uh, Champa. He's going to be 
<laughs> when I see you now. Um, Champa coming back, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, <laughs> you don't seem as excited as I am, man. Like I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for it, but you know what's gonna lead to what? Him and Johnny again. They gotta finish the feud. Hell yeah. When does it get finished, though? It's they were they were in the route to finishing it before he had to go out with spinal fusion surgery. Right. I know they got to finish it that length, but that ain't it. Like, it's going to happen again, and I get it. That's wrestling. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like I, I, I how many times can you do the same match between two people? Well, I mean, not really the same match, but just... When Not they're ever. as incredible as those two, yeah, I'd say I, I would. And, I could get at least six and be happy, and without it being too old. Okay, on that note, yeah, I will. I will agree. Six, six great matches from them. I can do. I can All do right. more mm-hmm. than that, though. It's I... too much. No, I I agree that you don't want to overkill it. I know that they got a great rivalry, but theirs theirs feels a lot like. It's on the level of something that could go on for years in WWE, like on the main roster. Like, Which, they, you know what? I wouldn't be too mad at that. Yeah, like they could even have a Stone Cold Rock type feud where they only meet three times on the big stage, really, man. That that would be incredible by itself. You know, I just thought of something, too, that's going to kind of make me retract what I say is... What could work, too, that we haven't got from them is Johnny as heel and Tommaso as face. Yeah. Yeah, because Tommaso was kind of pitching face there a little bit on uh, social meds, man. So it's definitely in play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... I'd be surprised. Yeah, so I guess there's more more they can do with it. You know, I mean, definitely they didn't... You know, they have unfinished business. But, you know, I just hope that... You know, eventually, it's not. That's not all they have for this. That's not the end, right? Right. Because I mean, yeah, they have great chemistry in the ring, but you know, don't want to kill that chemistry by you know, uh, uh, overwhelming, you know, overstaying its welcome. No, no, definitely not. But I'm definitely excited to see what Tommaso does against Cole, and you know, having the undisputed era. You know, definitely lurking at that time. I mean, I if know. We, if, we, if we, I mean, is Tommaso like we're gonna get that dirty Tommaso? Like, I, I yeah, that's it, gonna be that's gonna be interesting to see. I'm definitely looking forward to that. I I, uh, uh, I I'm super excited about that too myself. I can't even lie to you, brother. Yeah, like what's so, he gonna have up his sleeve for them? Because he's, I, I, he's, he's always because they painted him as somebody who's always like. Very strategic. And does whatever it takes to win. Right. And so, like, with them being a crew that's kind of on that level, but mostly relies on numbers, him being more of a, you know, man with a plan type, dastardly plan. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be entertaining. That's going to be... It's going to be hella fun, man. And I am here for it. Yeah. So Yeah, I'm here for it, too. That anything else you wanted to say about NXT, man? We we covered a lot <laughs> of of uh, NXT really quickly, but I mean, yeah. AEW, when you go to the show, I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to 
to not have you cover the little A Dynamite premiere as in-depth as you did. I just was yeah. sitting over here chilling, man. I, I had some dinner, so I had another late <laughs> snack, had me a drink, um, went and did some jumping jacks, and I came back in when I, oh, I was needed. So anything else you want to say about NXT or AEW, man? Uh, I just say, man, both were really good shows. Both were really good shows. I, I can attest to that. Yeah, I won't say who had the better show or whatnot. I would just say that Wednesday night, we are getting some really good-ass wrestling, man. I know, man. We're going to have some Wednesday night wars, possibly, man. Yeah, yeah. And What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive, indeed. And I hate that album, but yes. Oh, yes, that that's terrible. Great. It is a great time to be alive as a, and to be a wrestling fan. You want to do another True hour about how much we hate that album? Sure. Yeah, I got some time. Okay, there. so fuck future. I yes. know I don't care for him. I'm right on par with that. This is okay. Crazy. Marcus yeah, is I, probably turning over in his bed right now, like he's like he's like falling over from the hot take. Oh, Marcus doesn't like future. No, Marcus, Marcus loves him some future, man. Oh, yeah, he, he's get. a dirty sprayed soldier. I do not get the appeal with future. I do not get it. Never have and never will. No. And I'm not ashamed of it. I don't care. <laughs> Life no. goes on. Yeah, I'm not going to try to understand it. It's just is what it is. So, AG, Catcher's Shows. Yes, sir. I liked in my episodes a certain way, especially when I have a guest. Of course. What words of wisdom or recommendations do you have for the people? And I don't want you to say watch wrestling. That That's too easy. <laughs> but you got to pick something else if you're going to recommend or if you have words of wisdom. Go ahead and shout them out loud for the people. Okay. Well, my words of wisdom will be that there's something we could learn here from the, tonight. And that is to, you know... We don't. Sometimes you don't have to pick. Sometimes you can just enjoy, and that's why I say if you just enjoy, just Damn. enjoy. If you get a lot, just enjoy it. You know, it's not it's about your side or what you've chosen. It's just about enjoying it. So enjoy what you enjoy. And if you enjoy Future and Drake, that's fine. Enjoy it. So just enjoy. I love it. Uh, that was perfect alright guys well this has been another wrestle filled episode of hyphen nation Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast I am your host Kellen Conley and that is EG catcher of shows aka um uh um 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 the the host I don't I just completely uh, lost it I messed it uh, up I'm just gonna I, say I botched I, it I was actually going to try to help you, but I don't know what else. I botched it. So that oh, is the number the number one concert review podcast in the world. There you go. He he hosts of the number one concert review podcast in the world, Catch the Show, as well as new show, Underground Monster Show, where he covers Juggalo mm-hmm. culture and all kinds of music happenings over there. So it's either you're getting getting a bunch of news from that side of the woods, or you get your traditional Catch the Show um, episode. Um, he has an episode dropping this Saturday, as usual, which is his normal date. Anything, well, there's no reason for you to tell it, because your episode is going to drop before this episode drops, because this will be on Sunday. Right, so, but I can still kind of promote it. So, Well, yeah, go ahead, out. promote it. 
Yeah, go. Uh, it's the Sean Mendez episode. Sean Mendez world Was Camila Cabela there? No, she she wasn't. Oh, I'm sorry. Fortunately, fortunately, she wasn't. <laughs> for you, I saw <laughs> Mendez. I, for for me, I got beef with Camila Cabello. Are you saving that for a pod? I know. I think I pretty much said it in a few episodes. Actually, she's the reason my one my one of the most promising girl groups didn't last. Fifth Army, man. She oh, killed it. That's, she that's, killed it, man. She that's ruined it. Right, shit. Mm. I feel a feud starting between you guys, man. Let's get y'all in the squared circle. Oh, it's been it's been there. I, as soon as she left, I, I, I tweeted, and it, it's probably the most tweets I've ever gotten. I think I got like thousands of retweets and likes and stuff. <laughs> I completely just trashed her. And I might not be right about it, but I did it. I stand my ground. I'm still on it years later. Well, okay. okay. Camila Cabello. Uh, okay. Well, typically Sean Mendes can do that because I think they're together. I don't know. I th- I think the rumor is that they're together. Yeah. Wow. I- I'm looking for this tweet. Podcast one hundred and one. Oh, you gotta... find it. It's, it's years old. It doesn't matter. I <laughs> I am a. Let me uh, maybe if I search Fifth Harmony. Let me let me search that. Wow, that that's crazy. That th- this is the second time somebody's coming here. In as many days, and has said something crazy. No, you're yeah. right. It's probably buried. Yeah. It's uh, you butt. It's not my fault. It's it is your it's fault. Time. It's I'm, my look- fault. I'm looking yeah. for it, and I can't time. find it. This time happened, Kevin. Time. Just time happened. goes by so slowly, from what I've been told. Yeah. And time can do so much. All we are is dust in the wind. <sighs> Damn it! Now, now this is gonna be my mission. Find where he said this. I must know. I don't even remember exactly what I said. I just I'm gonna do an advanced search. Here we go. Let's oh, see if boy. we can't pull this out from the yep. account catcher of shows. Anyway, guys, while while I'm looking for this tweet, that's not going. Oh wait, 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 wait. Did I find it? Let's see. That's one of the latest tweets. No, it just says I wouldn't mind meeting pretty much. So I don't know what the hell that is. Wait, is that from me? That, that was from January. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I stand by that. I don't even know who the hell pretty much is. Who's pretty much? They're a boy band. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm kind of uncomfortable with that now. You better you better go back and delete it, bro. Uh, no, I stand by it, though. <laughs> no, I stand by it. I don't care. I do what I want. <laughs> I do what I want. Even if Give me what I want. So <laughs> Even if it offends me, I still do it. There you go. Guys, this has been a hyphenation. Thank you so much, Mr. EG. Oh, thank you for having me. Tom Club. And uh, until next time, guys, thank you to each and every one of y'all that listened to the show. And uh, let us enjoy... As EG said, this a uh, wonderful new world of professional wrestling we got. Mm-hmm. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. Dirty.
get it bestest. I'm getting paid an exposure.